You're listening to The Football Pod, conveniently found at thefootballpod.com. I'm Kimberly Maley, and we have a lot of football to talk about tonight, especially if you enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay come back to beat Dallas yesterday. And come on, who didn't like that? Let's face it. If you didn't like the Packers-Cowboys game, you're either from Dallas or you're against watching greatness. Because that was more of Aaron Rodgers' all-time greatness on display. But we'll spend plenty of time talking about that in a minute. Sam, tell everyone where we're recording tonight. We are in Studio A at Syracuse Technologies. That's right. We're in studio tonight and brought to you guys by Syracuse Technologies. Just like every week, we record and produce on the best equipment, all courtesy of our sponsor, They provide the -the state-of-the-art studio, the equipment, and all of the infrastructure for things like website hosting. You can go to our website and get content like my football picks. In case you guys missed it, I went 17-9 picking college and NFL games against the spread this past weekend. You guys can go to the website every week to get my picks and leverage them for your pick pools and survival pools. All because you can visit our website, hosted by Syracuse Technologies. So if those of you are listening need a nice website and you don't want to host it, you want someone to do that work for you, you can focus on your actual business, then call Syracuse Technologies, your certified Microsoft partner. Or check out their website at cusetech.com. That's cusetech.com. All right, on to football. Sam is here with me tonight, as usual, and also welcome back to the Syracuse Technology Studio, Greg Armstrong from TurnOnTheJets.com. Three in a row, baby. Three in a <laughs> row. Um, Kim, that that may be. Uh, we, we might get we might get additional um, support from Syracuse Technologies now. That may be the greatest um, live read we've ever done. We so. need to clip that and put Thank it in the you. live read hall. Yeah, of I fame. think I think I'm going to need to just cut out that when when we do some post-production we might cut that out and why don't we just put put that that as the episode and just (laughs) call it quits right now we might we might um so uh okay so greg greg is back as usual um i'm here as usual and uh and kimberly let's uh like you said let's get started with some football all right well we've got one more nfl game tonight for monday night football it's the minnesota vikings at chicago bears but otherwise we're on to nfl week six and college football week seven and we will not bury the lead we'll go right to it guys where does yesterday rank in favor aaron Rodgers' games Greg, let's start with you. You're young, but you're old enough to have seen um, pretty much all of Aaron Rodgers' career. Where does yesterday rank for you? Um, it's up there, definitely. I think I think last year's playoffs was a little. I put that above it um, because of just it was the playoffs. It's a win or go home kind of thing. But man, I that whole drive yesterday. I was thinking back to our question a couple weeks ago of like, who would you rather have, Brady or Rogers? And I was like, wow. I was like, honestly, I, I'd probably take Rogers now. Just Ooh, the way, just right. even that, like getting out of that sack on the on the, like the one of the last plays of the game, I was just like, they're not gonna lose this game. And the fact that he went to the same exact play against the same exact guy two plays in a row that fade that second pass was absolutely Did you hear Devontae Adams talk about that no they were I saw a good interview and they were talking to Devontae Adams after the game and it, they had done it the first time and it didn't work and he said to Rogers I got it 
Like, I've got this guy beat. Like, mm -hmm. let, let's do it again. And he said, Aaron looks at me like, you sure? And he said, I got him. And he said, perfect pass. You know, the second time, it was like they got a dress rehearsal. Um, it worked so well. I, I, I thought that was, that it was so much fun to watch, but it was yeah. cool hearing those guys talk about it. And they, like, not calling time, or they calling the timeout on third down with like 30 seconds left. I was like, oh shit, they're going to go for the touchdown. I yeah. was like, let's do this. Yeah. And just we like. We know how Kim was rooting. Did you have a rooting interest? I had, I had Green Bay like plus one and a half or something. Okay. So okay. I was, I wanted Green Bay to win. My mom's a huge Dallas fan though. So okay. like, we were watching the game upstairs and she was downstairs and ours is like two seconds faster than hers. Oh yeah. So yeah. we so were here. Not how so it was, it was pretty funny to hear how that kind of transpired, but no, just like, I don't know, even just a, with a depleted offensive line, Rogers just still somehow gets it done. Yeah. I, st I, I don't know how he missed that pass to Jordy Nelson on the two point conversion though. Yeah, that was rare. That was weird. It was, it was weird. I was, was like, whoa, he's human. I guess. Wait a second. And even doing that whole last drive without Jordy Nelson. That's insane. So you still so you'd put the the one last year in the playoffs to Jared Cook. Um, That's just unreal. And and it was <laughs> and it was the playoffs. That's just unreal. Yeah. Um, you know, Kim, to answer your question, um, where it ranks, what's what struck me when I was thinking about it was it's almost becoming you know it's not an every week thing because some weeks they're going to play the Bears and they're just going to get up big early, but yeah. the Bengals game a few weeks ago to me was was just as impressive or more they were down the whole game and the way he brought them back and he had to bring them back to get to overtime and then they've got to get into overtime and then he just takes over in overtime um so it's it's crazy that it's it's one of those things that when aaron Rodgers does this now i'm not surprised but i'm still so impressed yeah and um and it's just it it, it was insane the you know, they they left him too much time and he made him pay. It's 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 him and Brady. It's you can never count them out until the clock is triple zeros and the t coaches are coming across to shake hands. It's the, it's those two guys and there's no one else in the league where you're just like you have to literally give them zero it's seconds. A, it's a whole. It's a they're yeah they're on a totally different level. So Kim, um, I I don't know I don't know how good we did answering your question. Did you? You've, you've watched more Green Bay games than we have. Did, did it rank in a special spot for you? Um, there's definitely been a couple games where that have ranked, you know, farther up for Aaron Rodgers. This was definitely, um, I want to say, one of the top five um, games. I mean, he was given 73 seconds, one timeout, to get within field goal range to tie, and that wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> um. You know, obviously, Super Bowl against the Steelers, Super Bowl forty-five, I believe. Don't remember. Um, no. Didn't watch a single <laughs> second of that game. Did not watch a single second of that. That game. was definitely my most favorite Aaron Rodgers performance, um, for obvious reasons: three hundred and four yards, three touchdowns, and a Super Bowl. My second favorite was the 2010 season. The NFC Divisional Round um, took place in 2011, but this is where Green Bay came in ranked six um, seed. They won their wild card round against Philly, and they embarrassed Atlanta. Um, that was a big time Aaron Rodgers game. That that was mostly because you know no one really expected it from Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, so looking at last night's game, top five maybe of Aaron Rodgers' performances. It's a tough call because it, on the one hand it wasn't a playoff game, but on the other hand it's against Dallas. Yeah, and 
it was easily, I think, the the best game of the season so far in the NFL, or certainly, the, the, certainly the most captivating. The, like yeah. the fact that it's Green Bay, Dallas, and I think the, Houston, New England game was pretty impressive. I mean, that was an awesome, awesome game. But hind- there's no lead up to that. No, like I know what you're saying. Like and even in like hindsight, people are like, oh, like the Patriots defense is so terrible now. But just like having Deshaun Watson go into New England and they should have won yeah. that game. That's yeah. still that's that, up that's there. Up but yeah, yeah, this like just the hype around it, the two teams, the his the recent history of these two teams, just going at that. I can't argue with that. Yeah, it was. Um, you don't like Jets Browns? You didn't think that was a top game get, of the year? I didn't get to watch as much of it as I wanted to. <laughs> you didn't miss it. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, we'll, we'll 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 talk about the Jets later on. You're on you're on a hot streak here with uh, with the with the Jets winning, and uh, you're becoming famous on the internet for being able to pick the Jets game. Kim Kim was rightfully talking about how well she did uh, picking games this weekend, and she was very good, but. Um, for the season, you you are undefeated on picking the Jets line, so uh, that's that you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, something to brag about. That it I is. need like just a minute later on just to just to well, talk we'll that talk because we'll this this it. is a huge week. But but yeah, this definitely was my favorite game to watch. And like I don't like the thing with me, it's like once the Jets game's over, I kind of just need a little bit to unwind. I was a little, I was a little, I'm stressed the whole Jets game, and then this game was just a nice relaxing like fun game to watch it definitely was a ton of fun to watch I wasn't as relaxed as you were (laughs) um but you know something we might need to keep in mind as Packers fans might be listening is you know this was only a regular season game last year Dallas won at Lambeau and then the results was the opposite in the playoffs so while it was a ton of fun to watch for some um definitely the end (laughs) the end was fun for me to watch um you know, does Green Bay um, and Green Bay fans, do they need to do like Aaron once told us and to R-E-L-A-X since there is a lot of the season left? That's a good point. I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put too much into it other than just that it was a lot of fun. It's, if you're, if you're a Green Bay fan, what you can be really excited about is that now you have wins over Seattle and Dallas head to head. So, you're right. It's just a regular season game, but what's awesome about it is now two two of your biggest competitors in the certainly. We'll talk about where Dallas is heading headed here in a minute because they're two and three now. But two of your bigger competitors heading into the season, Seattle and Dallas. Now you own a head to head tie break with them. Um, so so in that way, it is a big deal. But Kim's right. Regular season game. Green Bay's got to move on and get ready for Minnesota. Um, but gosh, there was there was so, there's there's other stuff to really be happy about in this game, Kim. And one of the things that um, that I wanted to know what you you know how you felt was um, that Demarius Randall pick six. Um, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see Green Bay getting a defensive touchdown in this game. Um, that was definitely great to watch. I mean, this is for me seeing Randall do that. I mean, it was really immense for him getting benched, um, at last week's game against the bears. Then he got kicked off the bench and sent into the locker room. And yeah. I think he even left the stadium. Um, he, he definitely admitted that he has a lot of growing up to do, but, um, he, he is, has the potential, um, he certainly has a knack for playing, but 
he just hasn't been consistent this season. So hopefully we can see more he of his performance. For, for, for his young career, mm-hmm. he struggled with consistency. But he is a playmaker. And having a knack to be around the ball. Um, he's had several interceptions in his career, had a couple of returns for touchdowns now already. So he's got the ability to make big plays, which is there's a lot to be said for that. Some guys are always around the ball and some guys aren't. What he needs to do is is be that way more consistently and not get burned in coverage and make bad decisions. Um, but uh, when <laughs> you were talking about how he might need to grow up some the when he got into the end zone and then the taunting penalty, which I don't like because if you what taunting penalty well, he, the way he um, it was like he flipped the do you see it Greg the way he like flipped the ball at uh, to Jack so Prescott so but when asked during an um, interview he repeated what what penalty oh okay. what what are you talking about oh, yeah okay. oh I didn't know that um I um I don't like the way he did that and especially since I like Dak Prescott a lot and Prescott's a great guy and I don't know like it's just it if it's Jay Cutler. I would probably laugh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but yeah. but if it's a likable guy like Prescott, that's unnecessary. But I do like listening to Troy Aikman almost break down into tears on yeah. the air. That that part's fine. Kim, <laughs> what did you, what kind of emotions were going on on the last play? Because Dallas almost scored. They they the, did. Um, oh, when the Green Bay guy gave up the ball on the lateral, and Frederick just ripped it from him. Yeah. And, oh, that was pretty crazy. Well, after my bowl of ice cream. <laughs> um, I decided to put the dishes to the side because I think there were like four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, I haven't really yelled at the TV as much as I did yesterday. You should come watch a Jets game with me sometime. Um, Luckily, I closed the windows and turned the air on so neighbors didn't think I was, I don't know, oh, yeah, neighbors doing witchcraft me. or something. I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten complaints from neighbors during Jets games <laughs> that like the window's open and they're sitting in their living room and they can hear me from a house away. I, I don't like it how Green Bay puts me and other fans in a position where we need to wait until the end of the third quarter or, or, in, or the fourth quarter to really feel comfortable. I mean, it just... The stress Gosh, level. Got, they did not get off to a great start yesterday, which is why I must had... be so difficult for you. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I had I, I had anticipated that um, not exactly the way it played out because I, but all of a sudden when Dallas was up twenty one to six, and I just I, I had anticipated Green Bay not having a great game, and I um, like Rick wrote for us on the website, you just shouldn't bet against Aaron Rodgers, so that was stupid of me. But um, when Dallas got up big, I, I kind of saw that coming. I, I didn't see I didn't see the way it was going to end. Something I thought was really interesting: Green Bay sold out to be or to defend Dallas's run game, and Elliott was bottled up early in the first mm-hmm. half, and Prescott played really well. Like the like the first series of the game when Kevin King makes the tackle on um, Elliott in the backfield, mm-hmm. and then they stuff him again. But then Prescott gets like a the the big play downfield to Butler. Yep. I think is the Bryce Butler. I think is the Cowboys' yep. third receiver. And and then Prescott was really good the whole first half, and, and he was good the whole game. But um, Dallas opened it up with the passing game when Green Bay sold out to defend the run, and then vice versa. Yesterday, something the Packers did really well was it was like Dallas came in ready to defend Rodgers, and they did a pretty good job containing mm-hmm. him until you know, the last drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Green Bay finds a run game, 
And I thought that was, was A, really impressive. And I thought for McCarthy and to whatever extent Rodgers has a say in the play calling, and certainly he can obviously audible whenever he wants, but there were some big second-half runs um, that uh, Aaron Jones had. Do you think Green Bay's on, either of you guys think Green Bay's on the verge of finding a ground game to complement what they do in the air? Um, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I really hope that Aaron Jones can continue to develop. Um, hopefully, you know, we can have this offensive line stay healthy. Um, so that way, if if this, you know, new run game continues to emerge, I mean, Green Bay's offense could be hopefully the best that we've seen in recent years. I think so, too. I... I... I, you're, you made a really good point. They they have to get healthy and stay healthy, but I think Aaron Jones gives them something. Not that I not that I don't think Montgomery's been good, but he changed positions as a pro, and now you have Aaron Jones come in as a rookie who's been playing running back throughout all of high school and then college, mm-hmm. and there there's just a difference in the way that he hits the holes, especially in the inside running game, or that's something that just jumped out to me on the screen as I was watching that game. And if they if they can run the ball, they become so dangerous because then they're not just dropping back to pass. Now you're mixing in play action because you have a run game and you're less predictable, and I just think that that adds such an element to Green Bay that we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, and it's nice to see. Um, just a side note, Aaron Jones is from Texas, and um, last night he got to play in front of a lot of family and friends, so that's kind of a nice story. And like like you know, we've said before, we hope that he continues to play really well. It's, yeah. it's going to be tough for him because the, the rest of the season, they got the Vikings, who are third in rush defense so far. They got the Lions. Uh, tw- they got the Vikings and Lions twice. Detroit's fourth in rushing defense. They've got Cleveland, who's uh, who's sixth in rushing defense. Carolina seventh. Chicago eighth. Tampa ninth. It's going to be tough for him to you know. But if he, even if they can get just a resemblance of a running game and just open that up just a little bit, it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends for the team. Yeah, I I agree. Um, he uh, another interview I saw was really interesting when he talked about they asked him about being on the field for that last minute drive. And he said, I've seen Aaron do it on TV. So actually part of it was pretty crazy. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome if you're a rookie. And last year you're in college, hanging out with your friends, watching the Aaron Rodgers uh, beat Dallas game. And then the next year, yeah. same thing. And you're on the field to be part of it. Yeah. That'd be a pretty awesome experience. So pretty yeah, happy that for that kid. Um, you know, we'll see how, how it goes for him. So um, I know that, you know, not all of our listeners are Green Bay fans. And, and we want to make sure that, you know, our Dallas listeners can hear the flip side of this conversation. Um, Dallas lost another close game at home um, to an NFC rival. They lost to the Rams last week, and we don't know exactly how good the Rams will be this year. Um, And if they continue to compete for a playoff spot, but we do know that Green Bay was a huge game for Dallas. Um, This now drops Dallas two and three for the season. Um, they've only lost three games all of last year. They were 13-3. and three. Are they in trouble right now, um, or do we expect to see them rebound and get back into the playoff race? 
Uh, I think it's more of just them regressing to the mean. I mean, a lot of games last year where the ball bounced their way or they got good games, you know, um, it, it flips this year. And I think that's one of the biggest knocks that we saw or that was coming into the season was can they sustain and, you know, not get 13 wins, but, you know, maybe go 11 and 5, 12 and 4. But it just seems like the games that they were winning last year, they're not winning again this year. And that's, you know, that's typical of a lot of teams in the NFL. I mean, unless you're the Patriots or the Packers or one of those upper echelon teams, it just seems like year to year, like it's going to come back. You're going to regress back to the mean. And, you know, it's... That's the way the system's designed because you have to play the first place schedule now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they they have a pretty tough schedule coming up. They got the Redskins on the road. They got the Chiefs at home at the Falcons, Eagles. I mean, we're going to see what this team's made of in the next couple of weeks. I think if you're Dallas, you really have to take this week by week right now yes. rather than try and... and, and I know it sounds really cliche, but week by week, one game at a time, because there was way too much hype and Super Bowl talk and expectations, and now you're two and three, and you need to, uh, you need to let all of that go. Um, so Sam, before you get into Dallas, um, this is this is what I'm I'm scratching my head over here, saying what's wrong with the Cowboys because they were thirteen and three last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the league's leader in sacks, Demarcus Lawrence. Who's an animal. Um, they, they upgraded there. Their their defensive line's playing better. I I hate to admit it, but they have one of the top running backs in the NFL who likes spaghetti, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> they do have a promising quarterback. So, what's what's the difference this year? Well, I think Greg made a good point that they got a lot of bounces last year. Um, things things went well. They so. We talked about the first place schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal is they're playing a first place schedule this year. But also just the the dumb luck of every four years you play each of the AFC divisions. And this year, NFC East has AFC West. So places like going to Denver in week two when they just got worked, um, that, that game wasn't on their schedule last year. So uh, Denver, KC, those are going to be tough games. If they play the Raiders – and Derek Carr's back. That's a tough game, potentially. So combination of first-place schedule. So now you're playing in your conference. You're playing all of the other first-place teams from a year ago that all still happen to be pretty good. Seattle, Green Bay, Atlanta. And then AFC West, that's a, um, that is a brutal schedule. So um, you know, last year they played, I believe last year. No, I know because they played the Steelers. So... Last year they played AFC North, so they had the Bengals on a down year. They the win at Pittsburgh was really impressive. It was huge. But Bengals, Cleveland, Baltimore last year, hmm. and then right. whoever they played, you know whatever that whatever Dallas. Oh, they were on the last place schedule because Tony Romo was injured in 2015. Yep, that's why they got Ezekiel Elliott. So that's why you get Elliott, and and then you're playing the last place schedule. That's a huge difference if you're playing the last place schedule in 2016 and the first place schedule in 2017. Here's a here's an interesting question that I saw being floated around on Twitter yesterday. Dallas needs a cornerback. Jalen Ramsey has been playing out of this world. Yeah. Do you, Dallas fans kind of go back and contemplate like, hey, what if we drafted Ramsey instead of Ezekiel Elliott? No, because I think you only got to where you were last year because <clears throat> excuse me because of that run game. So I wouldn't if they if they had if they got there last year and had a a solid run game still with DeMarco Murray 
or Darren McFadden or someone, mm-hmm. then you're thinking, and, and they and they had drafted somebody that wasn't really working out. Yeah. Then you'd be saying, you know, we really should have drafted yeah. a cornerback. But I, it's I, just I, interesting with all the off-field stuff with Zeke and the way yeah, Ramsey's been playing. That's now. the other thing. Dallas not only has to start taking it one game at a time to get back into this, but they could lose their best offense. Well, I don't know who's their best offensive player between he and Prescott because I would I, say I, it has to be Zeke. You think I? I'm impressed. He just, I'm impressed with Dak. I think I think Dak was really good yesterday. I just think a lot of it comes down to having a guy like Ezekiel Elliott where defenses have to game plan towards him, yeah. and that opens it up a lot more for Prescott. Okay. Does Ramsey wear belly shirts? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, that might upset some Cowboys fans. Are you a fan of the belly shirt? Um, I am not. No. I, I, it he's did, got abs. Though. He yeah. does, but his body is not working for me. I, I had we had a flag. I don't football, like them like that. We had a flag football game this year, and my shirt got ripped, so I essentially <laughs> had to wear a belly shirt. And let okay. me tell you, I do not have the stomach to be wearing a belly shirt, but I rocked a shit out of hey, it. Let me just tell as, you that. Hey, as long as you went with it, um, keep the belly shirt for at home. Uh, no, yeah. I don't know. It's nobody can see the podcast other than us. Can I just roll Unless my shirt we do up? A Facebook Live. If we do a Facebook Live, my Packers shirt is not meant to be a belly shirt. Can I roll my shirt up? Is that Wait, okay? are you saying Greg should keep his belly shirt at home? Or wow, that's oh, mean. No. Oh no, I said belly shirts are for at home. That's mean. Oh, okay. No, I think you both could wear your belly shirts. Uh, you haven't seen me without a shirt. It on. is our birthday month. That is true. We get to basically do whatever we want. It could be our birthday suit. Are you guys both scorpions. Scorpio. Scorp- <laughs> Sorry, Sam. I'm a human being. I'm not a scorpion. No, <laughs> Scorpio. That's what I, it is, right? honestly. I, these these horoscope things are. I don't even. A know. few years ago, they changed it and added a thirteenth one, and it threw like why? everything. Yeah. Off. Yeah, like, and then they went back. They why can't it just it. be by month? I can't believe I said scorpion instead. I don't scorpion. understand why they can't be just like by month. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, it's, it's like weird. oh, the twenty second of this month, and then you. This is dumb. All right, we're 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 getting off track here. Um. So so Kim, you asked about Dallas. I, I think an important. I, I well. Okay, so they have the bye week this week, mm-hmm. and I think teams usually want that later in the season to mm-hmm. get healthy. In Dallas's case, maybe it's a good thing. You have the bye week, you regroup, you come back, you come back, you play San. Uh, yeah, San Francisco mm-hmm. is the first week after the winless 49ers. So that's a good chance to get well mm-hmm. and get your win. Uh, Philly has Carolina coming up, so there's a chance. That when we do this podcast two weeks from now, we're talking about Philly having lost to Carolina, mm-hmm. Dallas winning, picking up that that half game, I guess in that instance, or because I don't know when Philly's buy is, but um, you know they just I don't know baby steps, way too much, way too much postseason and Super Bowl and expectation talk for a team. That went out in the first round last mm-hmm. year. Let's. What if this? What if this was a? Uh, I don't know. Let's just let's pick a random team. What if this? What if this was the Chargers? Okay. Like replace the name Dallas Cowboys with the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, they'd be doing good. It would be a completely different story. Be a different but conversation. But it's, be, it's yeah. because it's the Dallas Cowboys that mm-hmm. I think we're all just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I completely agree with that. But I also think there's a good chance that the players on that team have bought into a lot of their own hype and will learn. They so defense also defensively some real issues. Um, 
the the Rodgers play, th- this was, if you watched any of the coverage like last night as they were breaking this down, the Rodgers play where he ran for the long you know, third down conversion and two linebackers ignored Aaron Rodgers to pick up the running back. Um, they they made some real um, they made some real bad mistakes defensively, and the coaching staff needs to think about um, certain game and clock management things because leaving that much time for Aaron Rodgers, I was um, yesterday was one of those what I call a text thread game when the game is so popular that everyone you know is watching mm-hmm. and there's like several either group texts or just like texts with friends going on because wait they, i wasn't the only one you're the only, usually you're the only <sighs> damn wow. usually kim kim and i are always texting during a lot coming out so tonight. she's usually the only one but <laughs> sometimes i um you know sometimes i play around but um so so we had um it was just one of those games that everybody's watching and I was actually saying when Dallas was just moving the ball down the field at will on that last drive, I was actually thinking, I texted Kim about it. This one I sent to you first. Um, I said, I am afraid that this is going to be a replay of the Green Bay Atlanta regular season game last year when same thing, Kim and I were talking during that game and Atlanta, you just could tell is going to score and I'm thinking, shouldn't Green Bay let them score? Because you have Aaron Rodgers. Normally, mm-hmm. I don't like that idea yeah. in football, the, the let them score to preserve time. But if you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, and that's the strength of your team. That's a good option. Then I think the idea of let them score, especially yesterday, if you let Dallas score, you're only going to be down three. So you can still tie with a field goal. Um, but in Atlanta last year, in the in the Georgia Dome, not the championship game, the regular season game, Rodgers gets the ball back with 28 seconds or something, and it's not enough time, and Green Bay loses. So I was thinking that yesterday. At what point, after the fourth down, when Elliott, when they go to the replay and Elliott got the ball out, that was... at that point I'm thinking, you gave it your best effort defensively. Now you, it, we're down to the two-minute warning. you got to get the ball back with time. For, for the Cowboys coaches to not understand what not to do, so that incomplete pass on the fade route mm-hmm. on second and one, like what are they thinking? Yeah, and that's just that's real. The whole world knows. Don't give Aaron Rodgers the ball back. Right. With, with you were saying earlier, <laughs> you, you can't count him out until it's all zeros on yeah. the clock. And for Dallas and Kim, I think you said when we started that he had seventy three seconds. That's way too much time for Rodgers. <laughs> twenty, yeah. tw- you know, fifteen, twenty seconds, not enough. Yeah. More than half a minute, too much. Yeah. So, so Dallas really has to look at um, a lot of you know, coaching, game management, clock management, personnel. What's going on without they? They just have a lot to figure out. So I agree with your point about if this is the Chargers, it's totally different. But just at, 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 on a micro level, just watching that game and mm-hmm. some of the mistakes they made, they've got room for improvement. Yeah, and I, I mean going forward, we'll see what they do i mean they like the 49ers should be like a building block game and it should be going should be a get right game because in the next four games is redskins chiefs falcons eagles four big time games which is let's say they get it right versus the 49ers they absolutely should now you're three and three and those next four games you rattle off are really tough games but it's it's also a hell of an opportunity because 
skins and eagles are in division. Right. Yeah. You should be playing your best ball at that time. So it's you know it's yeah it's tough, but it's a those are division games. You get to give your your opponent a loss. So, mm. so we'll see. So um, when Dallas comes back in week seven, they go to San Francisco. Obviously, a very winnable game. Um, you mentioned earlier that Dallas now trails Philly by a couple games in the East. Mm-hmm. So our division leaders in the NFC right now are looking like in the East, it's Philly um, 4-1. We have um, in the North, or like Sam likes to call it the NFC Central, Green Bay is 4-1. Oh, they can't get over the page. Followed by Detroit 3-2 and two, and Minnesota 2-2. Two and two. Probably 3-2 and two after the night in right. Minnesota. Um, in the NFC South, we have Carolina four and one, followed by Atlanta three and one, and in the West, Seattle and um, LA are both three and two. So, will each of these teams be competitive all season? I think so. I don't think like yeah, none of those teams are going away. No, like the no. Ram, the Rams are the only team where it's like eh, but they're for real. This Rams team, I think, is for real. Yeah, they, they even though they of, lost to they Seattle, kind of, they kind of blew it yesterday. Yeah, they turned the ball over five times. Kind of a a rough loss for them that they wish they could have back. Obviously, um, but yeah, they're they should continue to get better. Um, Who else is in the West? Seattle, no San Francisco, and Arizona. Seattle's um, really their only competition at this point. Yeah. I don't think Arizona's going to rebound. No. Sorry, Kim. No shot. Um, I'm definitely getting... not sold on the Rams yet, but we'll see. I'm we they, they see. the Rams have the most to prove of anyone mm-hmm. in the, oh, yeah. the names that you just rattled off because Detroit D- Detroit didn't look great yesterday until they tried to come back and it's too little too late. But they were a playoff team a year ago. Um, Minnesota good defense has been in the playoffs recently mm-hmm. um carolina atlanta yeah so the rams are the one with the most approved redskins i put the redskins in that same kind of category too yeah um but they're but because they're in the east and always play dallas and philly tough they're gonna be a factor all year um so you know we'll uh We'll see. I to answer your question, I I agree with Greg. I think each of those teams has something to say okay. about how the playoff picture. Um, girls don't like to go with who has the most to prove. Usually, they like the sure thing. Oh, but um, really? we'll okay. we'll see. We we will see. We'll give them a chance. Um, okay, so that's our update on the NFC playoff picture. We're going to talk plenty of AFC too, but we'll do it in the Cam Sam Challenge. Okay, we'll do that uh, right after we come back. Okay, we're back. It's time for the Cam Sam Challenge. I have a lot of good questions this week. Are you ready to provide answers? I don't know about Greg. I am. I'm ready to provide answers. You're not going to pull that tricky, tricky, uh, sneaky thing you did last week where, where you asked for one-word answers, are you? Oh, Jesus. Because I'm still mm, protesting. That. Maybe not I'm, tonight. I'm good at those. Maybe I'm not, not good I'm at not. multiple choice questions. But I'm very good at one, <laughs> one word answers. Okay. We'll take a break from Clearly. that tonight. But um, we started with NFL tonight, obviously. But let's not overlook that college football just had a pretty wild weekend. So did I. But it started Thursday night. Oh, wild weekend. Okay. Good to know. Well, it started Thursday night when Louisville lost to NC State. So two questions. First, are we nearing the end of the Lamar Jackson era in Louisville? And if so, how will you guys remember it? I think the the thing that 
sticks out to me is just that jump over the the Syracuse guy. That's like the standout moment, and when he threw for like a million TDs against Syracuse, and that was like his coming out party. I still think he's electric, and I like. I wouldn't mind taking like a late round flyer on him if I'm a team in need of a quarterback. Um, but if I had to sum up, if this is really the end, I would just say electric. That's a really good answer because um, he's. This is nothing against him personally, but just Louisville, their program. Um, what they've done the last couple of years is rack up highlights, lots of yards, lots of touchdowns against really crappy teams, yep. and then generally lose to good teams and or teams that figure them out and game plan for them. Um, so a year ago, the Louisville-Clemson game was so good. Yes. It was that Saturday night game that was unbelievable. Year two, when Lamar Jackson comes back, Deshaun Watson's gone to the NFL, and you think Clemson's not as good. Clemson kicks their fucking teeth in in Louisville. I mean, just that was embarrassing if you're Louisville. So I think that Louisville is a lot of smoke and mirrors. It doesn't mean Jackson's not electric. It no. doesn't mean he's not great. But I think the longer the Lamar Jackson era, Petrino Jackson, whatever you want to call it, era goes on, I just think they're less and less relevant and less of a contender and they're, you know, they're not going to win their division. They're not going to win their conference. They, um, the NC States of the world come on and get better and Louisville stays the same. Yeah. They're not really. So yes, lots of highlights and electric is a great word for him personally. As far as NFL, um, I'm glad you brought that up. He needs to get way more accurate as a passer. Yeah. Because the electric highlight reel will not work in the NFL. Um, because I don't think he's quite as mm, – yeah, he's not quite as good as Michael Vick. He's not as thick as Michael yeah, Vick. Yeah, he's very, very skinny. And, it, like, there's just something about – I don't know. I see a lot of talk about, like, converting him to a safety or whatever. That's – no, that's not going to work. Put him at quarterback now, and let would, him see. What, well, what would be interesting is if he – that's a great point. So here's what would be interesting because – one of the things that I don't like about, I mean, I, I, I don't dislike Tim Tebow, mm. but that I didn't understand is all these NFL teams said, we want you to be on a roster. We'll find a position for you. Mm -hmm. And ultimately he said, nope, that's not good enough. If I'm not the quarterback, I'm out, and then I'll, and I'll go make a big show of playing minor league baseball. Right. So you're kind of saying it's not about – teamwork and the team it's no. about me so that would be really interesting if a team drafts lamar jackson and says you are such a spectacular athlete we will find like you belong in the nfl we will find a spot for you and maybe since teams only carry two quarterbacks maybe he plays three positions and one of them is your emergency quarterback which would be awesome um so there there could be a really bright future for him in the nfl it'd be interesting to see if he's willing to play whatever position teams wanted to play because Tebow wasn't and yeah. I think that's just like a knock on Tebow's legacy I if if that does end up happening I hope they give him like a year or two to try to prove that he can be a they quarterback would. like do like oh, the Terrell oh, Pryor okay. route yeah and Terrell Pryor I have so much respect for because that's a guy that came out and said all I want to do is play football and last year on the Browns on the Cleveland Browns who stink mm -hmm. but you know he played at Ohio State and he he was very public about I'm just so happy to be here 
I'm so happy for this opportunity mm-hmm. because most you know, most fans are watching football and would do anything to be on an NFL roster. Right. So when you're Terrell Pryor and you say, I will play whatever position I can do to help this team yeah. win, I think that's awesome and I love it. And um, so I don't know how we, we're, we're on a couple different tangents here. I, as far as how I remember it, Greg nailed it. Electric highlights, but not a lot of team success. Yeah, in a vacuum, very electric, but like in the like the macro version of it, it's just mm-hmm. just a regular electric football it guy just, you know, on an average but, team. But it's you're you're never gonna remember them in a playoff or even like a big ball game or right. The, yeah, their, their most memorable excuse me, most memorable game was a loss. Yeah, the, the Clemson loss. Right. Okay. Fair. Well said. So speaking of quarterbacks that have made the jump to the NFL, we have Deshaun Watson. Um, of the Houston Texans. He continues to improve as Houston's quarterback in spite of the loss to Kansas City last night, who remains undefeated, um, and in spite of some injury concerns. Are the Houston Texans still on their way to winning the AFC South, or is Jacksonville a legitimate competitor? I think Jacksonville's a legitimate competitor now. I mean, even after losing to the Jets, but getting five interceptions yesterday and – Having Fournette just steamroll the the Steelers, that's really impressive. Steamroll. That's like that's, and I know they played bad against the Jets. A lot of it comes down to just Bortles. Yes. If Bortles can just be, I kind of look at it as you know, I I always bring it back like the Jets AFC Championship games. Okay. Don't turn the ball over. Put the ball on your best player, which is the running back, and have your defense play solid defense. And they have the recipe. I mean, I know the game's passing now, but, like, look at the Steelers. They have this juggernaut passing thing, you know, quote-unquote, and they come in and they just kick the shit out of them. And you they know, did. And how they did it was running the ball. If they can keep defense, that— Defense and running the ball. Yeah. If they can keep that formula, I could see them winning. And that's not taking anything away from Houston. Losing Watt is huge. Um, even if it's not in the stats, just him on the field creates a nightmare for opposing offenses. But right now, I'm, if I have to, you know, gun to my head, I'm going to take the Jaguars. The reason I like Houston's chances better are I, I, I know, and I know, and I say that knowing that Jacksonville beat up on Houston pretty good week one, um, and they got the one game lead right now. But there's 11 games to go, and I think Jacksonville will hang around all year and be a tough out. But I like Houston's chances better, and Kim mentioned Deshaun Watson, and that's why. Um, which, by the way, I actually did some. I didn't do a lot of research. I heard this stat and jotted it down. Texans have put up 91 points in their last two games. Um, they were new. Texans were a new franchise in the NFL in 2002. But in their 15-year history now, that's the most they've ever scored in back-to-back weeks. So they have a not good, but I think great young quarterback in Watson who just the um, the leaps and bounds he's made in the first month of the NFL season I think are tremendous. Um so I'm going to take you, you, Greg. You talked about the how they should have won the New England game mm-hmm. and him going toe to toe with Brady. I'm going to take that over Bortles. Now, I mean that's easy, but I'm going to take. I should rephrase. I'm going to take the advantage at quarterback over slightly over Jacksonville having the much more dominant defense because you made a good point about Watt, but. Also, we'll, see, we'll see how it plays out. Also, shout out to Deshaun Watson, who was on the waiver wire this week in my league. And I picked him up, and I was down by a lot going into last night's game. And he got me 48 fantasy points, and now I am in the lead. Nice. So 
<laughs> Didn't he even get a tackle last night? Oh, yeah, yeah, the big tag yeah. after the turnover. Yeah, and, yeah I yeah. was impressed. Yeah, so was Chris Collinsworth. Um, okay, so, um, Greg, you touched base on J.J. Watt. Um, here's a follow-up question. What's the more devastating injury from yesterday? Is it the Texans losing J.J. Watt, or is it the Giants losing Odell Beckham? I mean, here I, I look at it this way. The Giants can't come back from losing Odell Beckham. The Texans can come back from losing J.J. Watt. Okay. So here's why I disagree. Um, the Giants were going nowhere fast with Beckham. And they, they couldn't win a game. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean he's not <coughs> tremendous, but they couldn't win a game. The Texans losing J.J. Watt, you just made a really good point. This year, he's not showing up in the stat sheet mm-hmm. the way he did in all those defensive player of the year years, seasons. Um but he does a, a lot to help them win. And them losing him, I just think, means so much more for their chances this year. Because the Giants were going nowhere anyway. Mm-hmm. So now long term, if from that injury, um, if Odell Beckham never comes back the same, hopefully he does. If he doesn't come back the same, then then maybe it's more devastating to the Giants long term. Because J.J. Watt's already coming back from all the, the injuries last year. Mm-hmm. So for the Giants long term, maybe it's worse. For this season, losing J.J. Watt's a much bigger deal because the Texans have postseason mm-hmm. plans. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they should be there. And uh, and the Giants do not. So The thing with Beckham, too, is now that creates a, the, with the a, contract, a hell of an uh, offseason storyline. I mean, the guy's a headache and, the, and it's what it seems like, which I don't – Here's the thing I don't understand is Giants fans are like, oh, get rid of him, get rid of him. Dude, he's a, he's a fucking top five player in the NFL. I don't care what he does. He's not he's not uh, you know, off field issues like getting in trouble outside of football. He's just, you know, getting penalties. But if he's scoring touchdowns, like I, I would never take on the get rid of I I would that just sounds stupid if somebody says I would get rid of him. One of the dumbest but things I've ever the seen. The Giants have to do some soul searching about who they are and how they win. Exactly. Because you know what? When you go out in the offseason and build your team around nothing but receivers, including him, uh, you are 0 and 5. Yep. And in the history of the New York Giants, when they build offensive lines in a run game, they win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So, no, no one should be saying, oh, just get rid of it, because it requires a lot more nuance than that. But they have to really. This was a, a, <laughs> a question in regards to these two players, but. The Giants and Beckham and the offseason now. One, um, one thing that was really uh, interesting, um, I was listening to the Ringer NFL podcast, mm-hmm. and um, and I love how they do it at like midnight on yeah. Sunday night and get it posted because then I listen to it on Monday mornings. And Mike Lombardi was saying the big winner here is ESPN because it's just going <laughs> to be constant um, Odell Beckham injury mm-hmm. coverage. Like just like – yeah. All, I, I can't even watch ESPN anymore because it's just I, – I don't. It's a game. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a game, I can't take it. And Mike Lombardi was cracking jokes about how it's just going to be every five minutes, like, let's go back to the hospital. Yeah, let's exactly. Let's go back to Odell Beckham's house. Let's go back. Um, so, anyway, they're, bo- they're both terrible injuries. Hopefully, they both can oh, come Odell back. Odell Beckham's was the most dis- one of the most disgusting things I've and ever seen. And, by the way, that was an awful Eli Manning pass. Yeah. That was so, yeah. That was like, I think that whoever that was doing to, whoever was doing the game pointed that out like, oh, okay. directly. Was like that's a bad pass. Like, like so anyway. Greg, you mentioned um, headaches. Odell Beckham's bleach blonde, whatever you want to call that, definitely gives me a headache. Um, 
But Texans are two um, out of five. You and like just like rub your hands through that hair? No, oh. no. Definitely needs a shave down. Yeah. Um, Texans are two for five. Um, Giants are 0 for five. Um, ladies, you much you much rather be two for five than 0 for five. So moving on. Um, it was a really rough week for Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. So in response to a question asked by a female reporter whom has been covering the team for the past year, Newton smirked and replied, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. So this is, goes out to my our female listeners. Um, we need to make sure we get this question addressed and um, Greg and Sam are going to weigh in on their perspective. So the ensuing firestorm included a stern um, rebuke from the NFL and the loss of at least one major sponsorship for Newton um, was this loss of this endorsement. It's actually um, a yogurt company. Was it warranted? Was this was was the sponsorship loss warranted? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you can't um, you can't you you can't be that disrespectful to half of the yogurt companies and I, I don't know my yogurt um, statistics not a big, I want to say more yeah. than half but I'm going to say more than half yeah. because I know that my wife and my daughter eat way more yogurt than I do <laughs> so um, so no you you, you can't uh, that business can't have someone uh, being so disrespectful to half their customer base so it's of course warranted absolutely yeah I think the the funniest thing about this is that Cam laughed and then we're kind of like laughing at him. I was just like, dude, you are such an idiot. Because we were talking earlier, like, that was a good question. Like, that's the a reporter's question. Was a yeah, good that's a great yeah. question. Like, we were talking about how, like, a lot of these reporters are like, oh, how does it feel to, you know, or what did it feel like? What was going through your head? Like, just stupid bullshit questions. And then she, she actually asks a very good question. Some that, like, you know, young football fans girl, boy, whatever, they can actually learn from if he actually provided like a, a, an answer to it. But instead, he just acted like an ass. He went on to actually give a good answer. Yeah. Which is lost in it because you because the, the initial part of the, part smirk, of the response. Yeah. Because of laughing. Yeah. He, but he actually, he actually went on to give a good answer. The... I, I, it was stupid. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. So many reporters ask so many stupid questions that I generally don't feel bad for them mm-hmm. the athlete when they do something stupid in the response because they're just so it's the same questions to, all the time just stupid dumb bad questions this time it's just unfortunate this time because the reporter asked a really good question as greg was saying mm-hmm. and then cam just didn't handle it well and then lost in some of this is the fact that he has been really good for two weeks in a row mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very clear that this, if, if this was your wife, your sister, your daughter, um, you would not be on Cam's side. No, I don't care. Like, his just, sarcasm. Just come on, dude. Just answer the question and be done with it. Like you yeah. don't, you don't need to. Even if it's a dumb question by any reporter, or just if you, answer it and move on. Yeah. It. So that was that was about a week and a half ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to Sunday's no, like game. A, no, like half a week ago. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, um, Newton showed that he was trying to be more pro-women in his image by wearing a hat with a Rosie the Riveter button on it while boarding the team's plate. So is this a smooth move or a silly move? Well, he also apologized, but he only apologized because he lost the sponsorship. He apologized, and it was it was more of just like a... 
I don't know. It, it didn't seem like an apology. Like he didn't mention oh, the thought, reporter at all. Oh, okay. he kind of just skate. He kind of just put I it as. The, a, I thought the apology came across as pretty sincere and good, but I think it's important to note that it only happened after he lost. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, like if he didn't, if there was no repercussions, he would have just been like, I, his, his team would have put out a statement. I think the 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 button is just it's such a cam thing. So this might be a rumor, but did Dak Prescott pick up that endorsement? That's what I heard. Okay. Oh. That yeah. I, I heard. It looks like he eats a lot of yogurt, too. Dak Prescott? Yeah. Why? Does he have good skin or what? Uh, just, just. You got the hots for Dak Prescott? It's a little thick. Hmm, I guess. Does yogurt you make know, you thick? Yogurt's dairy. I mean, you don't want to eat too much dairy. Oh, I, thought you, I thought Greek yogurt was good for you because it's not that much calories and you get lots of protein. Yeah, but, you know, Khloe Kardashian diet has no dairy at all. Oh, okay. And she lost yeah. weight, right? Right. Got a lot okay. of surgery yeah. as well, too. Probably. All right, let's get back to college Do you think football. Cam should date one of the Kardashians. Oh my! I think the internet would explode if that Cam awesome. dated. If Cam if got like if Cam got like more into like social media, <laughs> reality TV. Can I we, think that would be just. Well, first, I think we'd all win. Anything that he tweets, I can't fucking understand because it it's all these hieroglyphic, you know, symbols that he really? posts on Instagram. See, I don't Take spend a, enough time on Twitter. Oh my! Is God. he twenty five? I don't. He's. And you know, all the Kardashians seem to like that. Um, yeah. That type of... I think they're all pretty much locked up. Tanness. Oh, like, they are? Like, Kylie's pregnant with Travis Scott's baby. Yeah. Kendall, who's my favorite. Who's pregnant with whose baby? Kylie Jenner. Is that one of the younger ones? Yeah. She's the youngest, 19. Yeah. And she's pregnant with whose baby? Travis Scott. He's a hip-hop artist. He, he's a rapper, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Chloe's pregnant with Tristan Thompson's baby. Who's, like, seven or eight years younger. Yeah. Who's younger than who? Tristan Thompson's younger. LeBron's friend is younger than yeah. Kardashian. And let, let's just say, let's just let this be known that Kylie broke up with Tyga in April. Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, another, another rapper. rapper. Broke up Not with him good. in April. Is pregnant with someone else's baby due in February. Like Snoop or Dr. Dre? Those are um, the ones I know. No. So what am I doing wrong? You know. <laughs> oh, you want to get hooked up? With Why one am of these I rappers? not pregnant yet? Do you want to be pregnant with a rapper's baby? With a rapper? Uh, not necessarily a rapper. If you had to but... pick one rapper to be, whose baby to have, Ooh, would it be, be Dr. Dre? Uh, no, no, I, you know, I, uh, I don't think so. no. Oh, no, I think no. Dre is the best. Hands. Who down. would it be? Honestly, I would really need to do some research. Um, yeah, there's a lot of qualities that I'm looking for in a baby daddy. Mine, I would, I would line up for you just all. 90s era um, rappers, and you would have like the best month. Of like your Vanilla life. Ice, no. Eminem. No, 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 oh, Method Man. You are way better than Vanilla Ice. Um, but there'd be a lot of Dre, a lot of Snoop, a lot of Biggie. I feel like Snoop is not a good. I My baby think... might be born high. Yeah, I don't think that would be. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good choice. Choice for you. <laughs> this is supposed to be a if I had family to, podcast. If I had to pick, if I had to pick one. What about Kendrick Lamar? I don't even know who that is. Okay. Well, then we'll go with that one. I mean, I'm sure I've heard his music. Yeah. But I, I can't put a face Except Rocky. He's a nice one. He seems like a nice kind of guy. What about Lil Wayne? Well, is he still little? He's. <laughs> or is he big Wayne now? <laughs> okay. Next we're, question. We're going to move on. We're, All right. That, we're going to move on. Let's head back into college football. Okay. Um, Maybe, thankfully. Please. <laughs> Oklahoma lost at home as a 30-point favorite on Saturday. This is why you don't bet on college football. 
have <laughs> have the Sooners kiss their season goodbye, or do they still have a shot at the college football playoff? Sam, they haven't kissed their season goodbye, but they they did themselves no favors. No. Put it that way. Um, the when the college football playoff committee starts meeting in a few weeks, and they talk about some of the things they do, like ranking. Good loss, bad loss, all that kind of stuff. This is a bad loss. This is not. Um, th- this is not losing overtime to Alabama. Losing at home to Iowa State is a bad loss. And also, the week before, they kind of escaped Baylor, who's yeah. a bad team. So that's a bad win, bad loss, and they just got way too complacent two weeks in a row. And 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 then moreover, uh, I think they gave over they gave up over forty points to Baylor last week, and then thirty eight in the loss to Iowa State. So now you're looking at. A team that really in back-to-back weeks to Baylor and Iowa State, you gave up 80 points? Are you kidding me? So there's a lot of, not just after the shock of you lost at home to Iowa State, there's also, you start looking at the last couple weeks and it's like, now, the reason their season's not over is because at their best going into Columbus and winning, so at their best, you know they're capable of being great. Mm -hmm. But now, um, well, okay. Uh, one thing that that works in their advantage, Big Twelve title game yep. this year. So they can still. I had their schedule up actually. I'm going off the top of my head. Uh, Red River Shootouts this weekend, K State, Oak State, TCU. They can run that table and then beat one of them potentially again in the Big Twelve title game. And if you're thirteen and you know, twelve, they'd be twelve and one, mm-hmm. depending on what else happens elsewhere then they're maybe in okay shape. Yeah, I think I could see them. I mean, a lot of it, I think a good, you know, Georgia's up there. Georgia's reeling right now. Um, Penn State, they're playing, they got to play Ohio State and Michigan still. So if, so, That's, so if Oklahoma runs the runs to that schedule I just rattled off mm-hmm. and they win the Big 12, so they're 12-1. and one. Yep. Only loss is home to Iowa State. And let's say Georgia runs the table. 12 and 0 beat Alabama in the Well no game. no let no let's say they lose in a one possession game to Alabama. Do you take 12 and 1 Oklahoma Big 12 Conference champ or 12 and 1 Georgia SEC runner up? 12 and 1 Georgia. I would too. I definitely would. If, if, if Georgia's one loss is a, a one close possession game, game to Alabama on a neutral field, yeah. And it, yeah, I would too. 100% I would take and that, Georgia. And that's over them. so Kim that's where maybe they screwed themselves over is if they end up in a situation like that, because Georgia could lose on a fluky, weird play to Alabama, but if Oklahoma's thirteen and zero, well, sorry, Georgia, you're out. Right, exactly. But if they're both twelve and one, now you've opened the door to a conversation. Mm-hmm. So the Sooners, we hope their season isn't soon over. Ooh, nice. Okay, ah, that was a nice one. <laughs> I I do not like Oklahoma, so I I, I would not mind if they lose. Um, back to NFL. We need to do the Bills minute, Sam. You haven't done a good job with the the Bills Bills Minute this year. Jeff and I used to joke when it was time to do the Bills Minute, and we did it over and over again, and Jeff would go, I don't know, Sam, do we have enough content for a Bills Minute? (laughs) (laughs) We we used it so many times. Well, I'm putting it back into the show, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, We talked about how good the Bills defense is last week, but that was a disappointing showing from the offense in Cincinnati yesterday. So even though the de- defense is really good, 
Can the Bills overcome how awful their offense is to actually have a winning season and potentially get a wild card? I don't know if you remember this, but this was my Hail Mary um, over a year ago that the Bills would make the playoffs. That didn't work out so well for you. Yeah. Okay, Greg, you know more about the AFC East than me, so you start us here. Well, like, losing Jordan Matthews sucks. Losing Charles Clay, really their only playmaker now. Yep. Not good for them. Uh, yep. Their offense is, is, is struggling. Um, and uh, with a guy like McCoy, he's not really a bell cow. He's more of a, you know, shifty kind of runner who always seems to develop a hamstring injury or something in the middle of the season. Um, no, I don't I don't think. I, th- I think, like... Yeah, if they if they their defense keeps playing lights out and keeps them in games, then yeah. But at some point, I feel like that offense is just not good enough to where that defense is going to be have to have to be on the field a ton. And it, it, at some point, it's got to break. Well, also, and we've been saying it on this podcast for a couple of years. Um, Tyrod Taylor's limited, mm-hmm. and um, he'll have a good game, and then it's like, but he always takes a step back, and. I read that he had something like four and a half yards per pass attempt this weekend in the, or yesterday, um, and that it was the worst. He, yeah, not it, great. It was his worst. It was his worst yards per attempt, which is a really great and important stat. Um, it was his worst ever yards per attempt in his game starting for the Bills. So, um, and then receivers weren't giving him much productivity to begin with and the best one's done and Charles Clay who knows when he's back mm-hmm. so they are so limited offensively that it's really hard um games Kim you rattled off the the last time we talked about the Bills you kind of went through their schedule and said they've got a tough schedule here and mm-hmm. I remember you specifically said the Cincinnati game was really iffy mm-hmm. and but we're like yeah but if they're going to compete they got to win that's a game you got to win mm-hmm. and they didn't so gonna be tough gonna be tough um at least the bills are looking a little bit better than the giants um so i didn't want to rub it into any giants fans so but um, even with a good defense your offense has to be able to go out and get you 21 points against the Bengals. The, yeah the thing is is their defense is going to be good enough to keep them in games a lot of it's just going to come down to can the offense keep it to you know, a one possession game in the fourth quarter and then go do something. With they can't it. turn it over ever. Exactly. The, the, I mean, they, there's so little margin of for error yes. for this team that I just see it breaking. Not a good way for them. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll continue to stick with bad um, offense, but within college football now. So this one may be tough for Greg. God damn it. Michigan do went down to Michigan State at home he's on still wearing Saturday his night. Wolverine shirt tonight, though. I so am. that's so he. I'm a long sleeve shirt guy now. He's loyal. In the fall, I've, I've, I usually wear t-shirts. I'm a big long sleeve shirt guy this year. I like long sleeve yeah, shirts. Yeah, big fan. I'm kind of waiting for a couple more degrees so I can get the yeah, fall boots warm. out. Yeah. It's yeah. like I want to get the boots out, but. I'm not complaining. 70s yeah. in October. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay, um, so, so what are we going to say mean, about Michigan? It's a very disappointing loss for the Wolverines. Um, Jim Harbaugh is now one in four. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Kim, H. Kim, Jimmy. Kim, Kim's new to college football. Jimmy H. Uh, all I know is he was the former 49ers coach. Yep. A few years ago. Yeah. Um, he has glasses that... You know, I think he dips more than I do too. He looks like an older version of a stud. Oh, um, he runs a lot on the fields, like on the sidelines. He's an he, animal. I love he's it. 
here and there and there. Um, so you butchered his name, but you did some homework on it. I know that's impressive. Okay, M- mostly from last season. Okay. Um, okay, so Jimmy, he's now one in four in games against um, Ohio State and Michigan State. Is this a big deal? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because wow. you because you're gonna have if you want to be if Michigan wants to be a national title contender like we all see them potentially being, you have to take care of business against those teams. You have to take care of business against Ohio State. Michigan State should have been a, a win. It should have. It, yes, it's it's a big deal because these are the biggest games on your schedule, and you can't seem to win them. And, and if it happens one year, it's fine. But now that it's become a pattern, it's an issue. How do you like the um the the watch thing that that quarterback's got going on with the plays? Is O'Korn? that yeah? I mean, he's better than Spate. Let's just put it that way. I like O'Corn a lot better than Spate. I think they're equally... um, They're not great, but if I had to pick one, I'm picking O'Corn. This offense just can't generate anything. Their defense is, you know, not... It's phenomenal. They're just all... Their Their defense is stacked. It's just... it's. I mean, the offense just can't generate any points, and that's a problem when you're going to play teams like a Penn State and like an Ohio State who can seemingly just score whenever they want to. So, yes, I think it's definitely alarming, and it's definitely a cause for concern. I slightly disagree. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's the big deal that the internet was making it out to be. Um, so I really like the Clay Travis show on Fox Sports, but this morning he was reading off these stats about how – not stats, just win-loss stuff about how Harbaugh and Brady Hoke are at the same record 31 games in. Um and I think that's sort of cherry picking from from two totally different situations since Harbaugh's coaching in the Big Ten East at a time when it's this stacked. So if you want to talk about his one and four record against Mish State, Ohio State, I think you should also say you should also acknowledge he's three and zero against Penn State and Wisconsin. Um, the other you know the other teams from the conference that are perennial top ten teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I don't like the cherry picking like oh these are your two biggest rivals well they are but you also have to beat Penn State every year you have to beat Wisconsin when you play them and he's done pretty well in those games um, so he's won big games at Michigan he's got three more regular season at least this year because he's got he, he's got Penn State Wisconsin Ohio State he's not going zero and three in those games um, I don't know this offense is just bad yeah. Okay, that's the thing. So here's the all right. So here's the thing. We're talking about how bad their quarterbacks are. Um, Wisconsin's winning, but it also hasn't really played anyone the level of Mish State yet, um, and they have a bad quarterback. Um, there's there's 65 Power Five teams in Division One football. Most of them have what we would call, if, especially if you watch, and you know Kim mostly watches NFL. If you mostly watch NFL and then you watch college football, even at the highest level. You would say, "Wow, these quarterbacks are really bad." Michigan's not the only team with bad quarterbacks. I think just Wisconsin, their their mo for however long it is is just these like low scoring, grinded, grind you down, grind you down, grind you down games. So they're more, you know, Suited that's their that. style. Yeah, that's their style of play. With Michigan, it's just I don't know. I just like <laughs> I don't know. It's not good. It's definitely I, not good. I just I, I think any time that you are that dominant on one side of the ball, that sort of becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisville 
has been really explosive and electric like we were talking about on offense the last couple of years, and they just suck at defense. Yeah. So I think Kyle, and, and this is why Alabama and Clemson are so good and kind of separating themselves is, and potentially Georgia this year, maybe Penn State. Georgia's. Um, is it's so rare for college teams to be so balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michigan I, is struggling with that. And so dominant defense and then the offense – doesn't have to always be great and then they kind of become more mediocre but i i just hesitate to say it's a big deal because i if i'm a michigan fan i don't want to go back to the pre jim harbaugh days no definitely not it's just it's just a little alarming that like all the hype with harbaugh and how good like these michigan teams are coming and the progress that they've made over the past three years that they're one and four against. So do you? So do you? But you obviously. Okay, so you're saying it's an issue, but I don't think you are are somebody who's so crazy to say that they should be looking at. No, a if they coaching. Oh, life. absolutely okay. not. No, no, no shot. Okay. No, thank you. Unless, of course, he goes to the Jets. Then I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I think he's better in college. Yeah. Wait. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. If, the, if if any Michigan fan is thinking about replacing Harbaugh, you're a moron. Need to get your head evaluated. Agreed. So, um, I heard the question or we touched base on how bad, um, you know, quarterbacks might look in college football versus NFL football. Um, that kind of brings me into my next question. Okay. And talking about the Steelers, mm. um, they have had bad home losses to Jacksonville, and now um, it doesn't look look like it's getting any easier in their schedule. They're going to head to Kansas City this week. Um, Will Ben Roethlisberger snap out of his funk? Or is Kansas City just the first stop on the Big Ben retirement tour? (laughs) That's good. I I don't know if he's going to start his retirement tour. But what I did think about when he when because he's been talking about it and then with his press conference yesterday, what I did think about was how mad it made me as a Giants fan when Tiki Barber announced his retirement halfway through his last season. So um, he should not <laughs> say that he doesn't know if he's yeah, got it's it to play not, NFL quarterback anymore. Probably not the best thing to say. Um, but what do you think? Do you think they? Do you think they at least get it right enough to be competitive this week? Well, going like going into last week's game is, it's very simple. Jacksonville's run defense not great. Jacksonville's defense pass defense really great. What they do threw the ball a lot more than they did run the ball. So going into the game, going in the game plan was absolutely stupid. Um, going up against this Chiefs team, they're going to have to put up points. It's not going to be one of those games. It's not going to be like the game last year in the playoffs where there was no touchdown scored. Like they're going to have to compete with this Kansas City offense and. The way it's looking right now, it doesn't look like that they can at all. Alex Smith, how long has he been? Um, when was he drafted? Oh, a long time ago. Two thousand time ago. The same year as Rogers, so oh five. Oh five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am. Uh, well, well, we'll obviously have the um, the Steelers and the and the Chiefs game up on the website this week, and we'll all pick it, and we'll see what. I haven't even looked at the lines yet. What do you think that's going to end up being? to guess right now let's see pittsburgh's coming off a huge is it at home or is it at kansas city no i think it's at kc if it's at kansas city uh i'm gonna say kansas city by six and a half i'm gonna go kansas city seven and a half or eight 
Wow, Kim yeah. Neely yeah. nailed it. Let's look. No, I don't. No, I don't oh. know. I'm just saying that's a big. That's the only thing I can nail. Uh, wow, <laughs> oh my jeez, Kim! Wow, Kim, this, spicing it up. Yeah, on the we're gonna have to put the family football. We're gonna have to put the explicit here. tag on this show. Um, yeah, yeah, Jesus. we might have to. Um, NC17 here. Let's uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next question <laughs> while I look up that spread. All right, Kim, what do we what do we have? All right, so Big Ben's old. But let's talk about some younger players, and we'll switch to college football to do that. ESPN named their mid-season All-American team today, which is stupid since the season's not even over yet, but we'll talk about totally that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Starting that with their quarterback. <laughs> um, it's Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield's, even after the loss to Iowa State on Saturday. Is that the right pick, or is there another quarterback in college football who's been better this year? I don't hate it. It's a safe pick. I mean, his completion percentage is sky high. Um, you know, Rosen has thrown a lot of interceptions. Darnold obviously is clearly not ready for the NFL. Um, I like Bryant from Clemson. Oh yeah, yeah. He's I don't. Had, yeah, he's had a good season. I don't know how his stats are right now, but just no, like when you watch, it's it, the eye test. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. eye test so guy. Am I. So am I. huge eye test, especially guy. in college football because the um, the conferences are so different. So Big Twelve quarterbacks should have these right because it's, it's all just open offense and, and just when you're Clemson, who you know Clemson's win against Auburn since it turns out Auburn's pretty good and Clemson won that game fourteen to six. Well, nobody's racking up crazy stats in that game, right? But still, you can watch the game and you know who can play and who can't. I so, really like that Bryant kid. I think yeah, no, he's very good. Um, the, the the one that I would also note that's coming on and playing well now is Jared Sidham at Auburn who was supposed to be really good and then he first couple games eh, people weren't sure and now Auburn's playing really well and he's having a good season Auburn starting to score points mm -hmm. and I am excited already for the Iron Bowl Kim makes a good point that it's stupid to have these midseason awards especially it'd be one thing in the NFL when you've played eight NFL teams yeah because everybody's an NFL team right with NFL talent on the roster in college football, if you do it six games in, you play three cupcakes and then, three or four. Yeah, or or and maybe even your conference schedule was weak the first couple of games. Exactly, so you could have played six games against absolutely nobody and racked up so many yards. It's just so Kim's right. It's stupid, yeah. but I guess Mayfield. He's a safe question. Pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, ESPN didn't give us a coach of the year for the halfway point, so I'll have you guys do that. Who's the co your coach of the year halfway through the college football season? That's a really tough question. That's tough. I've got I've got mine ready, but it's kind of like the Bachelorette, like halfway through the season. Like who's the final four? You know, like who's your pick? We need so to do a think of it that podcast. way if you can. I just like the Bachelor. Need some help. I you probably like the Bachelorette better. I like the Bachelor better because I just want to look at like twenty five hot girls. I don't care about. All right. 25 yeah. Before guys. you answer the question, then this this might um, perk you up a bit. Oh. So we have a new season of The Bachelor starting. Oh yes. It's it's being filmed right now. Let's go. Um, when we does also. It, when does it come on TV? Uh, I don't think until January, like okay. right after the new year. Yeah. Um, we go. also, ABC announced that they're going to have Peter Cross, who we all thought was going to be the next Bachelor. Um, he's going to be in a little spinoff show called Bachelor Explorer. And there's going to be girls from different countries who um, I believe are kind of like going to be on like these. It makes me think of real world road rules challenge. 
Except with the except with with girls. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really feeling. So the not only you're gonna have the bachelor, but you're gonna have like bachelor explorer. So he's the bachelor, but he's just like out seeing new parts of the world. It's right. basically like and a compensation it. prize. It's like a competition, yeah. So you're gonna have two bachelor bachelors oh, two guys going. going out yeah, and like yeah. What's but they're the gonna be separate many, shows. Yeah, they're gonna be separate shows. Oh, so it's the bachelor and then the okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it's just like a cop out to get more viewers. You throw the Bachelor Bachelorette tag on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna That's get, a good point. You're gonna get views. Yeah. Okay, okay. so um, Coach of the Year, college, <laughs> college Coach of the Year. Who are you thinking? I've, I've got I've got a few to throw Who's out there. Your if nomination. Greg if Greg's struggling with um, uh, maybe Franklin. Or yeah, or That's a great, um, that's a great choice. Penn State's also. To the what we were just talking about, Penn State hasn't really played anyone no. yet. No. What about Leach? Great choice. I like Leach. Great choice because they beat USC. Yeah. Um, and then then followed it up the next week by kind of trouncing Oregon on the road. Right. Um, it's Leach. it's those two or Gandhi simply because of his hair. <laughs> or Kirby Smart at Georgia. Yeah, that's Kirby Smart you know what Georgia's I'm gonna change mine to Georgia because the past couple you know last season when he was first started they got off to kind of a a rocky stud. Chubb's playing amazing. That defense is like NFL caliber at almost every position. I'm, 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 I'm picking Kirby Smart. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby Smart's probably where I go. Um, kind of, this is interesting. Um, uh, runner. If if I had to do a couple runners up, um, I actually think Brian Kelly's doing pretty well. I know that people don't like him, but. Notre Dame's only lost a one-point game to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all the crap that Brian Kelly took last year, and he's not nice in the press conferences and people don't like him, but Notre Dame actually in really good position. And then um, Michigan State. So so D'Antonio, yeah. um, I mean, they – They beat they Michigan had, on the road. They had, they had the rough year last year too, and um, and now he's he's got them back on track. So a couple – you know, I would go Kirby Smart. Um, I think Greg, you know, did too. But it's big into I had to smart. choose one. But there's there are several that are doing a pretty good job this year. Okay. All right, let's do more of the AFC playoff picture. Ooh, We've got Greg in studio, so we can't overlook the Jets tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Greg, you are four and zero picking the Jets again games against the spread this year. That's really good. So you know the Jets well. They're three and two now and tied for first in the East. But the wins came against, sorry, Greg, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the still winless Browns. That's right. So if I set the over-under for the Jets' win total for this year at 7.5 right now, are you going over or under? Under. I think right now that's way too high. That's way too high because they haven't even got – this is where we find out what this Jets team is made of. So they can't win five more games this year? I I mean, the the next part of their schedule they play – New England, Atlanta, Carolina. Like, they got, like, a, a bomb part of their schedule coming up. Okay. Um, They play Tampa, too. Listen, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret this, and I also need I need this as, as a, like, a sound bite, but bring on the Patriots. <laughs> bring them on. I am so pumped. That's this week, right? That's this yeah. week at home. Three. All right, so here's their schedule. They play New England, and then they play at Miami. Um. Atlanta and Buffalo at home at Tampa. Then they play the Panthers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. I counted one possible win. No, I counted about three. This this week 
is huge. Not only if they win, but if they play competitively throughout the whole game. If it's another Oakland game, okay, we get it. They're not good enough to beat good teams. If they're in it and they lose by a touchdown to New England and it's competitive the whole game, there's a lot to look forward to moving forward. And I, I see a lot of Jets fans doing like, oh, we have a shot at the playoffs. No. If you can beat New England in your own building and show that you can beat a very good quarterback, then I'll start talk then I'll start putting the tank behind me and looking towards the playoffs. But until then, seven and a half is way too high right now. Way too high or just too high? I think I I, Kim, I wait, all right, so you rattled those off and Kim said she heard one for sure win. I heard um Miami and Buffalo, so that's two. Oh, possible. I didn't hear Buffalo. Yeah, Miami at Miami, which yeah. on the road. I mean they struggled on the road against Cleveland. I, I think. Does anyone have any faith in Miami? No, I, I get it. Their the Jets lose these games, good, but okay. The Jets typically lose these games. Okay. I think I'm so jacked up, and it's only Monday, which is so bad. But bring me the Patriots. I want them. I want them in my house. I want them. It's a one. It's a uh, Sunday one o'clock game. One right? o'clock game, and okay. I think it's on TV because I don't think the Bills are on. Okay. Right. I need it. I need it injected directly into my veins right now. This you, Jets team is wow, playing very are, confident. The New England's defense is very bad. The yeah. Jets can move the ball. A lot of it comes down to the two safeties who've been playing extremely well safeties so far. Safeties have been far. playing really well. Morris we Claymore. talked about in in the over in the futures podcast preseason. You said to look out for their safeties. They're playing phenomenally. That's if if they can have a good game against Brady. Watch out. Getting goosebumps. Watch. I am getting goosebumps. I'm. I'm getting goosebumps. I am so. I'm ready to run through. Four damn walls right now to get ready for this it's game. It's like you're playing for Rex. I, I, that's right. how I feel. <laughs> okay, so um, so ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you like all of that Jets talk and um, you like the fact that, I, I don't know who wouldn't like this, that Greg Armstrong uh, has a perfect record picking against the spread on Jets games this year, um, come to the website, thefootballpod.com. That's right. Read what Greg has to say every week. Go to the... Uh, real website that he works for, turnonthejets.com. Read what he has to write over there. And uh, Greg, you are at Greg Armstrong, one word, underscore, yep. after the G. Greg Armstrong, underscore. Follow him on Twitter, and you can uh, you can get all the Jets you want in your life. That's right. Okay. <laughs> as much as you need. Also, um, not to backtrack, but uh, just one note. The Right now, opening line, I think you said KC minus six or six and a half. Six and a half. And you said you were thinking like seven and a half, eight. Mm -hmm. um, you're both a little high. Oh. KC minus four and a half That's in, fair. Uh, in Pittsburgh or in KC this weekend. That's fair. And uh, gosh, that is a. That's tough. That is a really tough line. That's tough. Was it? I think the Jets is nine and a half. I uh, saw it. Uh, right, right now, courtesy of Five Dimes, who should sponsor us. Plus 11. <laughs> I'm hammering the Jets on that one. Plus 11. That's way too many points with how bad New England's defense has been playing. And even last year in the game in New Jersey, the Jets played them pretty tight. Yeah. So. And then they got trounced on Christmas Eve. But that, that was, was that like was 41 that was to 3. Yeah. Yeah. It was I so bad. The one at home, I want to say, was like November ish. October, yeah, they didn't play that bad. They played pretty well. Nobody likes to get trounced on Christmas Eve. Nope. No. But okay. Let's talk about an important college football question. Ooh, important. Okay. Important. Okay. okay, good. Sam, I went 12 and 5 against oh, the spread. Oh, little humble brag here. <laughs> okay, so that's why it's important. Right. Yeah. 
It is an important question. Okay. I went 12 and 5 against the spread on college picks on Saturday. Wait, what did you go? 12 and 5. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it the first time. That's over 500. <laughs> it's well over 500. Quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> um, Sam, how did you do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that the whole question? That's the question? We already talked about Greg being 4-0 picking the Jets, and I, I just have, wanted to shine some limelight on my 12-5 and 5 I didn't, college picks this I'm week. I'm not as good as you. I didn't, I didn't do that. Okay, so we won't say, um, you know, go over how you went. People can go on the website and look at it. Yeah, you can go on the website and look. Fully transparent. I post them all. Um, I asked this because I took Miami to cover at home over Florida State, Mm -hmm. but you took Florida State. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you underrated Miami this year? A little bit. Um, In that particular game, well, first of all, the – Miami hasn't played as many games as everybody because of the weather and the hurricanes. And um, in that particular matchup, and I hate to do this because I, I do my best to always look at what's going on on the field with both teams and then make my decision. Miami hadn't won that game since 2009, so I did think there was a psychological. Last year, that was the game when Miami should have won and somehow found a way to lose by one after a blocked extra point Mm -hmm. something stupid like that so i did think there was a psychological hurdle there and the game was in tallahassee and i just did not i admit i didn't trust miami and then so florida state getting points at home in that in that rivalry game with the way it's it's gone recent years and uh, i should have uh i should have had more faith in the hurricanes i will say this we were just talking about kirby smart this is really weird because this might be a situation where it oddly enough works out for both teams mm-hmm. so so georgia sends mark rick packing he goes back to miami where he has history and now this is probably the the best miami team in at least a decade and georgia gets their guy kirby smart and it looks like now georgia's gotten her hopes up in the past if you if you followed college football that was rick know, t you get you, you all pumped that, up you, and you then know you there don't. were years where they would do this and be off to a start like this and then they lose to an underwhelming Florida team in the cocktail party, something yep. like that. So, but right now, to answer your question, yes, probably underrated them a little bit. Um, freshman quarterback. So let's see how he plays all mm-hmm. year. But it, it's weird with with Georgia and Miami and the coaching change and and that it might work out for both schools. So right. we'll see how it goes. Good. Well, they play um, Georgia Tech next up, so um, we'll see if they can continue. They're four and zero right now, Miami. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're going to stay in Miami, but jump back to the NFL. The Dolphins won um, one of the ugliest games in the history of football yesterday. I feel bad for anyone that Agreed. watched. Well, yeah. well, they beat the Titans. Um, Jay Cutler, um, husband of Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach, um, he lost to the Packers a lot when he was the Bears quarterback. What is that? I know, Jesus. It has nothing to do with this game. I'm, I'm, I'm just laying out the facts. What's with this game? Laying out the facts for everyone. They've the okay? same team. I also included who he's married to. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Um, he actually lost to the Packers. Yeah. That was yeah, Jesus. You've been on a roll tonight. That was I know. the best one. Yeah. Jake this is what happens when this is what happens when we have a government holiday. I get a lot of extra time to myself to so. lay out the facts. We should only do this show on government holidays. <laughs> okay. Next up, Veterans Day. Um, <laughs> do it in five months. <laughs> so Jay Cutler, he actually won yesterday. 
despite throwing for less than 100 yards. And believe it or not, he's weird. he's not alone. Um, Blake Bortles. 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 He threw for 95 yards. He had a 58.8 passer rating, and yet Ouch. the Jaguars still won. So, which bad quarterback? I don't even. I didn't even know Blake's last name because he's so bad, probably. But which bad quarterback would you rather have going forward? This is a great question. Wow. <laughs> It's almost like um, you want to go out on a Friday night after a long work week and there's like only like two possible suitors who are free because everyone else like already has a date. It's like you want that free dinner. Like, who are you going to go out with? This is a good. I like that analogy. You don't have to shave your legs. It's just dinner. Okay. Um, Wait, guys shave their legs before things? No, I think this is from her perspective. Oh, it's from a girl's perspective. Yeah. Oh. Um, so she's, I've been doing this saying, wrong all my years. So, now, again, <laughs> this, this is a family show, but I think what you're getting at is these guys, there's no chance that there's anything going on after dinner. And right. That, that's why you don't have to shave your legs. I mean, we're just talking about stats right now. I mean, obviously, Jay Cutler, he definitely is a stud. Um, but he is? Why looks, you think Jay Cutler's a good looking? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he also seems like he's a family man. Okay. Um, all right. So th- my answer to the question is I would rather go with Bortles the rest of the season. And my reasoning for that, um, I'm going to kind of cheat here because it's not – I'm, uh, but I'm not really because football is a team game. So I like the construct in Jacksonville. You talked about how impressive they were at Pittsburgh. I like what's around Bortles. All the way up at the top, Tom Coughlin, who the Giants decided they didn't need anymore, and now he's turning around in Jacksonville while the Giants burn to the ground. Yep. Um, so you've got Coughlin, Marone, that defense, Fournette, um, and a uh, really supportive owner, by the way, too. Um, and so I'll take Bortles and everything you get with him in Jacksonville. Also, And then also because he's young and has hopefully a career that he wants to develop. Cutler's just playing for the ten million dollar paycheck this year. I mean, he got he got he retired, and then he okay, give me ten million dollars, twist my arm, I'll come back. Yeah. So Cutler has nothing to prove. If the Dolphins' season falls apart, Cutler's collecting the ten million dollar paycheck anyway, like either way, and then leaves, and he's ten million richer in the bank, and that's that. Bortles has to worry about his career, so he's got good ownership, good management, and and I think the support structure to make him better. Cutler is what he is. And the thing is, Jay Cutler does not have it in him to not take chances. It's almost like an itch that he needs to that he needs to scratch. He needs to throw like that 75-25 ball in favor of the defense just because it like it's like it's like cocaine. Like he needs it to survive. Like Bortles, I'm very confident that like he could just you know, he throws bad passes, but he doesn't need to try to fit that football into like a one inch window. And he can, and, and if he does, because he threw a pick yesterday, and he, Kim pointed out he had less than 100 yards passing, but I think in Jacksonville this week, Bortles is in meetings, hopefully, and watching film and open to getting better and being coached. Right. Cutler is what he shit. is. He doesn't give so, a shit. So I, that's a very good question, Kim, and I go Bortles. Yeah, same here. Okay. Consensus there. Um, all right. I've got another fun question, um, this time for college football. Um, we've talked about Oklahoma and Michigan losing home games as double-digit favorites. 
Um, It doesn't mean that they can't make the college football playoffs, but they certainly made it a lot harder on themselves. I'm going to read off the remaining Power 5 teams that have unbeaten records, and then you guys are going to tell me who's the first to go down from this list. You ready? Uh, Like who's going to lose a game first? Who's going to lose a game? Okay. What were you thinking? Go down. Oh, my God. Kim. Jesus. (laughs) The explicit tags are iTunes. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so Alabama six and zero, Clemson unreal six and zero. It's a football podcast. I am reading <laughs> the Power Five teams. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, we have Alabama, Clemson, Penn State, Georgia, and Washington. They're all six and zero. Okay, we have TCU five and zero, which I think is Big 12's best playoff hope. Um, Wisconsin is also 5-0, Washington State 6-0, and then we have Miami, um, who went up 10 spots in the power rankings, and they are 4-0. So back to the question, which of these unbeaten teams is going to lose their first game? Like lose first? Yeah. Who? Which, which one of these leaves the rank? My original phrase first. was go down first. Oh um, so who do I like to go down first? Hmm. Uh, okay, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be. Well, okay, TCU has a tough game at Kansas State, but Kansas State is finding a way. It seems like every week to lose, so I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's TCU. Um, I don't think it's Wisconsin this week at Purdue. Um, I'm picking Penn State. They got to play Michigan and Ohio State coming out of their bye week this week. Uh, yeah, that's tough. If I had to pick one, I would pick Penn State. That's tough. They, I think they have all three in, right in a row. I think they have Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, all yeah. three right in a row. So, but, all right. So, but let's go through Kim's teams that she named. So, Alabama and Clemson were eliminating, right? Correct. As, from this question. Yeah. They're, they're not going to lose. No. All right. It could be Georgia. Just, oh. just hear me out. Who's Georgia playing next? I just well, it's not going to be this week against Missouri. Okay, Missouri's bad. The and then they have a bye, but the following week, the Georgia Florida game is going to tell us everything we need to know about Georgia this year because I've just seen it so many times in the past where Georgia's off to the good start, and this is the year they're gonna they're gonna beat Florida, and then Florida knocks them off in that game. Um, there was there was one a, a couple of years ago when everyone knew Will Muschamp was out and uh, and they still just kicked the crap out of Georgia and that yep. game had ran for like 400 yards out of nowhere. Yeah, I remember and that. So uh, that one, I want so you know I'm saying that because I want to reverse jinx it because I want so bad for Georgia to show up undefeated for the SEC title game and that Florida game is is the one that worries me. But then two weeks after that, they have to play Kim Kim Maley, did you know? The Deep South's oldest rivalry, Georgia and Auburn. Ah. Um, always always kind of later in the year. So they've got to go to Auburn this year. You know, um, your Georgia pick, wanting them to continue to be undefeated, is kind of like how you pick against um, Wisconsin games against the spread. You never, right? You never. I do. And um, except for not, not this weekend because I picked – Against them, I went uh, with uh, Nebraska, 
and then Wisconsin easily covered, although it was close most of the game. Um, the week before, I finally talked myself into not doing that. Mm. said, okay, Northwest is bad. Wisconsin's at home. Wisconsin's running the ball really well this year. They're going to wear down Northwest, and they're going to cover. And then they don't. And then they play shitty, and, nor- and they almost lose to Northwest. So no. So I went back to my old way of I'll just I'm always going to choose against them. Well, be careful because they ran for the most yards in this past week's game, um, in the most in the past five years. They so. had the most rushing yards in one game. Yes. In, okay. So yeah, they, they might want to rethink that. They've been running well this year. You know they um, they're one of the one. Gosh, you know I'm not even going to say anything about them because I'm I'm. Not going to get too okay, so Georgia um, so could potentially be, um, and I don't think be in my Florida. I don't think it's be Washington because their schedule doesn't get no. tough until later. Um, because they don't have to play USC or Washington State till later. This is a great question. You know what? You mentioned that Miami plays Georgia Tech. They this do. Weekend, they do. Miami needs to be ready for that game because that's that's somebody because of the way Georgia Tech runs the ball mm-hmm. and that offense and the options. So fucking they annoying. have to. And so Miami has to do a good job getting themselves ready for that and not get um So you switching to Miami? Oh, but if they but the ACC Don't make me go to back to one word answers. Hmm. I'm gonna agree with uh, no, I'm not no, I like Penn State though. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, Miami. Miami. Okay. Miami's going down first. Greg Penn State. Oh, Penn State. That's right. Um, they're going down. I'm I'm thinking Miami. Um, they're gonna have a tough matchup against Georgia Tech. Like Sam said earlier, they have a freshman quarterback. Um, Miami just has been unable to really prove themselves yet. It's it's still uh still too it's early. early for them. Okay. All right. So um, we're having fun, keeping an eye on the college football playoff a race. More fun than others. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna name names here. So let's do the same in the AFC, specifically the AFC West. The Raiders lost again. They've dropped three straight, but reports are that quarterback Derek Carr will be back next week for their game um, against the Chargers. So let's just say that Carr comes back and he's healthy the rest of the season. Can the Raiders get back to the playoffs? This dead defense scares me. Defense is bad. The secondary is terrible. Marshawn Lynch up, has come back down to earth. They gave up 30 points to the Ravens, and the Ravens' offense is bad. Um, so I'm going to say no. How that, how's that almost a one-word answer? Yeah, almost. No. I, don't, I don't see it. The way Kansas City and Denver. The division, yeah. yeah. I definitely think this is one of the NFL teams that um, I overrated um, in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, um, Sam, there are no moral victories in football, right? Uh, Thank you. No, I I agree. Okay. Well, with that being said, if you're Kevin Sumlin this week, Mm -hmm. don't you feel good about how your team just played against Alabama? Nice. Nice lead in. Yeah. Um, Like that one? Yeah, you do. Um, a little more G-rated, I you, approve. <laughs> you b- behind the scenes, you do, and your because that that game they get down. Um, it was twenty-four to three, and they got down. Um, that was the Saturday night game, so I was trying to keep an eye on best I could Michigan, Michigan State, but mostly I was watching the Wisconsin game, but flipping over to A and M a lot as well. And next thing you know, they're down twenty-four to three, like Alabama kind of does to everyone. And I'm thinking, uh, this could, you know, this could get ugly. This could be an, a a 42 to 3 or a 49 to 10 type game and they really battled back 
now they had the home field advantage, but so did Vanderbilt. It didn't do them any good. Uh, now, not that not that Vandy's home field advantage is comparable to AM, but um, wherever Alabama goes and plays, they've just been pummeling people in the SEC. And for AM to, to keep it, to, to fight back, to keep it within um, single digits, I think says a lot about them, about that team. The other thing, the little bit I got to see, so Christian Kirk, um, Travion Williams, these guys are players, and they have playmakers, and they have athletes that can that can compete with Alabama, more so, I think, than a lot of the other SEC teams. So I wrote quite a bit about someone on the website a few weeks ago, and I think A&M better be real careful about what they do this offseason because if you if you part ways with a coach that can recruit those players that belong on the same field with Alabama, good luck. So, yeah, no moral victories, but but if you're an A&M fan, I'm I'm happy with the effort you got. Yeah, I mean it's tough because you know, it with these kind of games, fans lose sight of wow, you just played Alabama really good. And it's more of like, well, you didn't beat Alabama. And it's kind of, it's like, and the way that things have been going for Sumlin lately, yeah, playing them is really good in a vacuum, but just looking at it overall, I still think he's gone. Really? I think so. I just, like like I said. Oh, I hope not. Like I said, like these college football coaches, they get fired. A lot of it's because, you know, of outside factors, boosters and fans and all that, all that stuff. Um Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's boosters and regents. Yeah. There's that one jerk regent that posted the thing about someone. Yeah, exactly. Like these, it's a lot of it's, you know, not in their control with even however the team plays on the field. Um, Yeah, I th- I think he's gone. So it's too bad. It sucks, I, but like, and if this was any other year playing Alabama that tough, I think you're, you're like, wow. Alabama like they played Alabama really well and you could build on this potentially but now it's just kind of like it's kind of like one of those last last ditch efforts like it was almost I look kind of at it, look at it like Rex when they beat the Dolphins in week 17 they beat the Dolphins and ever it was kind of like a you know a heartwarming moment that the team rallied around him but the diff okay but the difference is for me personally the difference in college is you have to recruit your players. Exactly. So in the NFL, yeah, you can have a, a, a good farewell game, whatever. But um, in college, you have to recruit the players. And that's the thing I'm worried about if I'm A&M. I'm looking at the way Alabama trounces everyone. And I'm like, you know what? We had the athletes yeah. to stick with them. And even though we got down three touchdowns, we battle back and make this a game well into the second, late into the, the, the whole game, really. Um, if you want to ditch the guy that goes out and gets those recruits and brings them mm-hmm. to college station. Good luck. That's yeah. It's almost that, like a grass is not always greener exactly. kind of thing. So when you get fired from your college, um, coaching job, how easy is it for you to find a new job? In the case of Kevin Sumlin, he will be employed so fast. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a matter so, of whatever job opens up. That's the best fit. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he will have no problem. Now, some of them, there are some that are, you know, we talk about like coaches' hot seats, and um, I get well, actually, within the Power Five, not a not a big elite premier job, but within the Power Five, Gary Anderson was fired from uh, Oregon State just today. Yeah, I get. I think he left. 
or they I, I read that they he agreed left, to part ways. Is, he is he left my, twelve mil on the table. That's insane. That a, and that's a really weird situation. And he coached Wisconsin for two years and I really liked him and he left Madison because he likes transfers, especially JUCO transfers, and he was giving scholarships to kids that couldn't get into school. And Wisconsin seems um, problematic. Yeah, <laughs> um, Wisconsin just won't bend their rules on academic standards. So yeah, they're no Alabama. So he no exactly. <laughs> um, That's so probably why he, they don't win championships because they're so no Alabama. He got in, huh. you know. So so he got so he didn't uh, get along with his boss. He he leaves to take the Oregon State job, which weirdly enough is open because. Riley leaves to take the Nebraska job because Nebraska fired their Wait, coach my that head wins hurts. nine games. My head hurts. <laughs> anyway. Sam, um, Jesus. Come on. It's a Monday. Are so you... all this moving around of Brains college coaches, pencil. just to answer your question, um, Sumlin will be employed somewhere immediately. Yeah. Now, some of them, um, Brett Bielema at Arkansas is a great example who is probably not going to get fired because of the $15 million buyout, but he's been terrible. So, or, or uh, bad. Not, I don't know about terrible. But and even Coach O, like that, they, they Coach they o, screwed if it, themselves. If it falls apart, like in Coach O's got, I think it was, I think I read a twelve million dollar buyout. Yeah. So, so if they fire the coach, there's a buyout. Yeah. Typically, yes. Okay. Yeah. So no unemployment needed. <laughs> no. Okay. They, they I think starving. you could live just fine on twelve million. Dollars. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about Thursday night NFL game that's coming up. Color rush, baby. This is a good game. Um, we have Philly is four and one. They're on top of the East. They're going to Carolina. They're also four and one. They are on top in the South. So the NFL gets a big time Thursday matchup, which is really what they love. Um, we're, we will obviously have the game previewed and picked on the website later this week. But do you guys have any early predictions? Let me, um, while I looked yeah, up the Steelers, the let me look that up. Courtesy of Five Dimes, you guys should be sponsoring us. Um, okay, this one is. Let's take a guess Ooh. first. All right, yeah, yeah, you guys guess. All right, Greg, oh, you go first. Carolina's guess. at home, right? Yeah. I'm gonna say Carolina. I'm gonna go pick them. Okay. Oh, I I almost went picked them. Um, I'm gonna say Philly has the advantage. Um, two and a half. You guys are way off. Carolina minus three. Ooh. Okay, that's fair. That's um, like that's basically a pick'em. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, oh, ooh, not only is it Carolina minus three, but early action, everybody's taking Carolina because Carolina's minus three is minus three one thirty. Philly's plus three is plus three plus one ten. Meaning, I mean, that's really that's if you like Philly, that's really good. I'm hopping um, on that. So, uh, you know, back when I was a cheerleader. Okay. Um, where, where is this going to go? When, when were you a cheerleader? I was a cheerleader right, for up, one season. Let's put up the explicit tag now. I was a cheerleader was for one on season. Here. A football cheerleader. Okay. Back when I was a cheerleader, the home team um, had had the snacks during halftime. You know, like during... Concessions? Typical. Well, it's just like cheerleaders during halftime. We really don't have anything to it's do. It's very hard you to sell concessions I mean? like, in a game. Oh, you mean that, like you brought like the oranges and like yes. all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Like what yeah. was your go-to okay. snack? Um, Jeez, I don't know. Cookies? Juice. Um, one time we went yeah. to, um, geez, I don't know, some like Sandy Creek or out there, and um, they had V8 <laughs> or V8, yeah. not V8 splash, like vegetable juice. Anyways, for the players at halftime, 
Or no, for the cheerleaders. I'm oh, excited to see where okay. the story goes. Oh, okay. So, All you right. know, I'm just picturing, like, if Carolina were to have a snack for Philly, like, it definitely won't be yogurt. Ooh. Definitely will not be yogurt. Took a while anymore. to get there, but we it got there. That was good. It, that was okay. good. You, you know, you did um, a lot of work all right, today. Like so it. the question was any early thoughts <laughs> on this game, and uh, I'm just number one. I'm really excited for it. I like Thursday night football so much better than Monday night football. One hundred percent. At one of the last Syracuse uh, home tailgates, some friends and I were kind of discussing, debating this. I don't even care if Monday night football goes away. It, I, it just. Ne- I'm after the weekend. I've got so much to right. do. But then Thursday night, mm-hmm. the weekend's almost here. Yeah, kind of gets you in the groove. Yeah, like for, excited yeah. for. So I actually am in favor of the good Thursday night game now. After many years, kind of hesitant because um, they've been shitty matchups, and a lot of things are not good. Um, and then it impacts like your fantasy and yeah. your pick pools and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, yeah, but the month, like I'm with you, and I it sucks because you got the uh, college football primetime on Saturday nights. But I like when it goes away. I think like November. When all like the college football games are basically done on Saturday night, besides the conference championship games, the NFL should December. You mean then? Yeah, college champion, college conference championships are the first. Well, you know how there's like that lull. There's like between two bowl or three games. weeks in between the bowls, and yeah, that's when the NFL should get rid of Monday night and go strictly to Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because I I would love a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, end on the Sunday. Because the Sunday night game is. It's oh, yeah, it's got be fine with that. a lot of hype towards it, and they hype it up way more than the Monday night game. No matter who the matchup is, it's re- yeah. Monday night football is really kind of a, a thing of the past. Um, so Philly or um, Carolina? I would okay. So I would take. Oh, well, I'll write about it on the website. But for now, off the top of my head, I would take Philly getting the points. Same, mm-hmm. okay. because I've been impressed with them all year. Carolina, I've been impressed with more the past couple weeks. But in this game, off the top of my head, I would just take the points. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a tough college football question that will certainly test your knowledge? Like, okay. The look you just gave me was just like, I wish people could have saw seen that. It was, like a, it was like a death mm. stare. I was like, oh, Facebook geez. Live. This is the look I give to my first graders when I'm like, okay, you're going to try a problem on your own now. Yeah, see, now I feel numb. Discouraged. I hope your first graders don't get to listen to the way you talk on the podcast. Um, who going down and nailing? So, <laughs> so who's <laughs> the best group of five team right now? Mm. That is a good question, Greg. Do you want me to go first? The what? The the group best of five. group of five team, like non-power five conference. Oh Jesus! Yeah, go first. That's okay. it. Wow, that is a good question. Um, I would fail the test if this was the question. All right, so uh, I'd help you out. I have, um, I obviously have a strong Mountain West allegiance um, for obvious reasons, but uh, so I should take San Diego State. But a few weeks ago, um, just because they were playing on Thursdays a lot, we did the USF games, and I picked against them both times, and they burned me twice. Because they they covered so USF um, South Florida, uh, I'm going to say that that South Florida right now is the best Group of Five team, and I love uh, so Quentin Flowers, the quarterback, having a really He's good a season. Monster. He's great, and then also really happy to see Charlie Strong succeed. So same. Um, so my answer for now is uh, USF. Yeah, I was. I've seen quite a bit of USF games because they always play on Thursdays for whatever reason. Yeah. Thursday or Friday. And they had, like, because of the hurricane weather, like, one of the weeks they wound up playing when maybe they weren't and they did. Yeah. And, um, but San Diego State in the Mountain West, very good. 
See, I don't get to watch. Are they on late? Yeah, I've been I've been trying to. So you know, like there's the on Twitter people say um, hashtag Pac-12 After Dark. Yeah. For like those Stanford games that yep. goes on till midnight. I've been trying to start a new thing. Hashtag Mountain West after midnight. Oh, because we always pick a Mountain West game. That's good. I like that on the um, on the website. And uh, this past week it was San Diego State and UNLV, and it was a big spread. UNLV was getting ten, ten and a half at home. But I thought since they were at home, and UNLV does some things well running the ball, I thought they'll they'll keep it close. San Diego State came in and crushed them. They have really that conference was dominated by Boise for many years, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing a lot more parity in that conference. Certainly in the in the Mountain Division with Colorado State, Boise, um, you know they've they, they've got team. Uh, New Mexico is okay, um, but in the the other half, San Diego State's really good. So I take USF, but just barely. Okay. USF. Yeah. All right. Um, Great question. That is a really good question. Thank you. Now, if there's any Giants fans that are listening, um, I want to warn you in advance. You might want to um, turn the volume down. To Brandon zero Marshall wants to go to a winner for hmm. the next three minutes. Hmm. Okay, how's that working out, Brandon? So hmm. we've got three NFL teams oh, that haven't won a game yet: the Browns, the 49ers, and the Giants. They're all zero and five. Now there are also two um, one-win teams. We have the Bears at one and three, and the Chargers at one and four. Can't relate. Um, we'll include those in the um, winless teams so far. Um, who's the worst team in the league? And of the teams I just named, who can justify tanking and who can't? Wow, another great question. I think it has to be the Giants. They don't with, do anything. Well, now with the Giants being down all those all, all those so-called weapons, um, they couldn't they couldn't win a game and score with Beckham. Yeah, sucks like even, that even last year when their defense was playing so well. They were winning games seventeen to thirteen, and mm-hmm. I mean they, they weren't winning games. They weren't going out and scoring thirty five points a game. So now, defense is not playing very well this year. The offense has got nothing. Eli, I'm sorry, Giants fans, is erratic, immobile. He has he has not been a good quarterback for several years. Yeah. And, well, he's got two rings, so. And no, and that's the Giants thing. That's the, what Giants fans Dumbest do, which I am one, but it just drives me fucking crazy when you start offering just a constructive take on the team and what you think needs to improve because yes the offensive line's bad probably the mm. worst in the league i got an a in science class in fourth grade i'm not good at science <laughs> but like but the, but the giant but but eli's bad too mm-hmm. there are t- there are times where you'll be watching the giants and he actually has more than a second and a half to pass and there's some semblance of a pocket and then Eli just throws the most erratic, awful throw. And I don't know if he's jittery because all game long mm-hmm. he, he's he's expecting the worst. But Could it be a midlife the, crisis? I don't know. But the line's bad. Eli's bad. Uh, the Beckham injury this week was a terrible Eli throw. Um, so they're, they're in real danger of, uh, of a terrible season. Can you justify tanking? No. I don't know when you justify tanking. Um, certainly the players aren't going to tank and it's not because of the physicality of football it's not like basketball that's the new thing is everybody's talking about tanking in the NFL you can't and you can't and the Jets have proven that that's right year. baby Brandon Marshall can't um, be in that toxic locker room hmm. so, how's that working out no I think we found out what was toxic um, yeah, he, Brandon and Sheldon he, both he, gone he switched um, so Sam is going with the Giants There. Well, no I okay I think 
the 49ers and the Browns are worse. But gosh, 49ers are tanking but, perfectly. But it's close. Okay. And and who can justify? I guess if you can find a way to do it, not injure your players or do something stupid. I guess you. I guess they all should be. Oh, you know who shouldn't be tanking is the Bears. Bears are going to start new uh, Trubisky tonight, and it's probably starting like any minute now, um, or in a little bit. And uh, the Bears should not be tanking. One and three. They could win tonight. They could be two and three. They're not going to win the division, but um, with with the quarterback now that you expect you just to, to see be progress. your quarterback, you should be trying to get better. Yeah. So okay. so as I as I look at the teams you just mentioned, Bears, no, no way should they should be tanking. Char- what about the Char- Chargers? Are weird. Chargers they're one and four, but they're not getting blown out. That's the thing. It's just like. Why, I don't know. It's such a weird conundrum because, like, yeah, they're bad, but they're not bad to the point where, like, you need to just cut bait and you know redo everything. Yeah, they've they've got a talented roster. They're in a weird. Um, they're in a spot. weird spot. Yeah. <laughs> we, we so, Craig, you're yeah. gonna go with the Chargers? No, I'm taking the Giants. Oh, the Giants. You're saying the Giants are the worst. Okay. Um, I think they should be the one be, embracing. You're saying the tank. they're the worst, or they should be tanking, or both? They should be tanking, and I, I honestly think they're the worst. The hard part about the Giants, and they should be taking Well, no, the Browns. Is, the Browns are bad. The, the Browns need to blow it up because they made a big deal about how they're going to go all analytics and all this crap, and all they've done is pass on really good quarterbacks. I mean, the Brown, they, they've – the Browns – I don't – the Browns have – the 49ers, I think, have direction. Yeah. The Browns and the Giants have none. None. Because – the Browns are just bad and have no direction. The Giants, this is the team Jerry Reese built. They are supposed to be competitive. Jerry Reese told Giants fans, don't worry about the offensive line. They're going to be better this year. Now, if you actually watch the games, you didn't buy that, and that's why I was so down on them when we did the Futures podcast mm-hmm. in August. But um, they, the Giants are a mess because this is the, the team they built. Mm-hmm. They are not in rebuild mode. So you have very smart um, kids in that classroom, but um, not a good teacher. Is that what we're saying? Mm, no, because it's the team they built, but they're they're not the smart kids. The, uh, offensively, I just don't think that's how you build a team. Okay. N- neglect your offensive line and bring in Brandon Marshall. No, I don't think that's how you build a team. All right, let's talk. Crazy. Let's talk about an easy um, college football question for you guys. Thank God. Um, which game are you most looking forward to this weekend in college football? So interestingly enough, um, no uh, ranked on ranked this weekend. Now, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean we won't have awesome games because right. Iowa State and Michigan State were both unranked last weekend and pulled off some pretty amazing upsets. So um, that doesn't mean anything, but it means you have to really look at the schedule, I which I was because I was trying to pick the college games that Kim – in case you guys didn't know, Kim went 12-5 and five ATS college games last week. So I was trying to pick the games we're going to do this week. Um, all right, here's my answer. Texas A&M at Florida. Just hear me out. Saturday night in the swamp. Kim, you said it earlier, no moral victories in football. So despite the Aggies playing pretty well against Alabama, um, now Kevin Sumlin has to have them ready to go play the Gators on the road. It's a game that means a lot to both teams, both one-loss teams in the SEC. A&M obviously not going to catch Bama in the West, but um, Florida, at least on paper, is still playing for the SEC, SEC East title. As we talked about a minute ago, they could knock off Georgia in the cocktail party. 
Um, but two coaches and programs with kind of uneasy fan bases, um, lots of expectations. So we're going to learn a lot about both teams in this game. I, I expect hopefully an entertaining, entertaining game and well played by both teams. But that one, as I was trying to come up with which games we're going to pick, which we will have that one picked on the website for you guys that look at it, that was one that jumped out to me on the schedule. I like Auburn at LSU. That's a I that's enough that was that was probably like my runner up with LSU fat having finally looked decent and won and Auburn's playing for a lot. So Yeah, I like this. This is a sneaky this, this could be an upset. I that SEC game of the week, I like it. Um Yeah, LSU comes off the win at Florida. Yep. Which by the way, that Tom Petty singing tribute that Florida did was unreal. Oh, that was amazing. I watched it like 50 times and I got yeah, goosebumps every single awesome. time. I'm a huge fan of people just in big crowds just yeah. singing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this Auburn team going into LSU, it's never an easy place to play. Um, even if Troy did. Unless you're Troy. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Troy. Then you're just world beaters. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be fun. Um, we're really going to see what LSU's made of this week. If Coach O can pull off the upset, then they're on the up and up, but I at least just want to see him be I, Auburn. Auburn's better. I want to see LSU at least be competitive. Right. It, but you're. But that's a good. Um, that's hopefully. So that's the three thirty game, and then the the Florida ones at night. So that's hopefully. I don't know who. I can't imagine who would sit around and watch like eight straight hours of college football on Saturday. Yeah. But if that's your thing, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would do that. But if that's your thing. Settle. You can. You can. If you like SEC, you can settle in and uh, and watch two games back to back there that are really good. And switch over to what's going on in the Alabama. Uh, Florida State Duke, sneaky good. I'd be more excited about that if Duke hadn't looked so bad last time out against uh, against Miami on that Thursday night game. So, um, both good picks from you. Um, Penn is going to Columbia, oh God, so great New York City um, game. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, Columbia is four now. Um, and struggling, Kim. It, I know. I know. Surprised you even brought it up. You know what? Um, there's hope. Part of the reason that um, part of the reason you're 12 and five instead of 12 and six. Yes. Is because I didn't put you pen on our picks this Ye- week because you would have taken them and they lost again. Hmm. Well. Hmm. Right. Thanks for rubbing it in my face. Hmm. Um. Anyways, it would still be over. 500. Wait, 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 wait. It wait would still second. be over five hundred. Thanks for rubbing it in my face. How many times did you say I went twelve and five this week? Greg, you are four and zero oh, picking <laughs> against the five Jets. And oh. Five, five and zero oh ATS in the Jets. That's All right. Really good. Um. Another game Don't to look forward to is Clemson at Syracuse. It's a Friday night game. Syracuse is now three and three. Um, Holden, if you're listening, please get the seats that we had last time. They were awesome. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, yeah. Nice college football weekend uh, matchup. My wife and I are talking about if we do, if we um, if we can't get a babysitter, um, who's gonna go? Um, <laughs> That's and, tough. Uh, yeah, I no, I think she's she's earned the right to go because I, I I'm at most of the games, but. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath, yeah, but what's nice if you are one of our local listeners is it's Friday night, so it doesn't interfere with any of your Saturday plans, your kids' activities, whatever, mm-hmm. and you should go out and support our local team. My stance has been and always is, and you know, say this is a long-time season ticket holder, um, if you are lucky enough to have Power 5 Division One football in your hometown, you should support the team. The defending national champion – 
mm-hmm. is coming to town. Mm-hmm. And yes, it might be a bloodbath, and they have athletes that Syracuse does not have. But go out, um, tailgate for a couple hours. We have awesome uh, weather right now in upstate New York in October. So go out, tailgate for a couple hours, or or if you don't want to tailgate, go to a bar, have a couple drinks, and get up to the dome and watch that game because it's it's once a year. Take an Uber get, there too. Yeah, and you can take Uber now. Or find a DD. I think so. Lyft is the official sponsor of Syracuse University. Either way, the, make sure. Area, the, so yeah. To, uh, don't drink and drive. So, yeah, don't drink and drive, but um, get out. Good point. that game. The, it's about once a year, if you are in Syracuse, that we get a team of this caliber coming. Actually, it's it's rare that we get someone this good coming, unless Florida State or Clemson is having you mm-hmm. know, this kind of national championship caliber season. So... Go out, watch it, support the team, and uh, even if it is a bloodbath, and you'll, you'll see some some impressive stuff from Clemson. Regardless of who wins, um, someone's going to be bleeding orange. Regardless, um, yeah, that's so, true. That's a fair. So, point. same question, but now in the NFL, which game are you most looking forward to this <laughs> weekend? <laughs> Greg, I think I already know Sam, what you're going to say. Sam, you can yeah, go. All right. Okay. <laughs> so. Greg cannot wait for the Jets. Oh, my God. Just I need this. I need Greg, this game. you go than... first. Jets, Patriots. This is a no-brainer to me. <laughs> I th- tell, oh. Okay, so tell people listening, though, if they're not a huge Jets fan, just tell them get the non-so-emotional, but I love your emotion, but what, like what to look out for. And you'll write about it on the website. But In the Jets? You, name? Yeah, like in, in the Jets, Patriots, like why should other people be that excited about it? Um. Wow. <laughs> you get to see Tom Brady because, play because the, because okay. The, because no, I think you made a good point earlier when you said that the Patriots' holes on defense are what maybe makes this a competitive game. Yeah, and like the Jets' defense has been playing very, very well as of late. I mean, they haven't been facing a gauntlet of QBs, but in the past three games, coming off of the you know debacle in the second half against Oakland, they've been very, very good. Um, it just see it just seems like a a weird kind of game for the Jets because if you're an outsider looking in on this kind of game, you heard all preseason about how the Jets suck. 0-16, they're going to tank. They're the worst team in football. They might have the worst offense in football history, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. You can all shut up now. They're, they've are they won three in a row. And, I mean, I still hear it on the radio, but they're getting no love. They're just saying it's a fluke. They've played shitty teams. They're a game up on the Cowboys. Exactly. Blah, 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 all that stuff. This is a prove-it game. Jets have a young... like This isn't the Jets team of last year, which is just a bunch of old guys who are over the hill and just collecting yep. paychecks. Good, good point. you got a lot of young players on this team that are hungry and are ready to win. And this is a big moment for them because they're at home. They're playing the hated division rivals, the Patriots, the defending Super Bowl champs. You have them in your building in, an, it's in what seems like a down year for them. This doesn't come along very often. Okay. If you're... Casual football fan, the Bills aren't on. You get to watch one game at 1 o'clock, make it Jets-Patriots, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Okay, you heard it from Greg. Promise Um, is a promise. uh, I need it. I need it now. I'm more excited now. Um, Okay, so uh, to answer the question, uh, gosh, the Thursday night game is is really intriguing. Thursday night game is. Um, But if I had to answer, I'm going to, with one, I'm going to say the late afternoon Sunday um, Steelers at Chiefs. Ah. That, oh, is that going to be yours? No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I, so that should that that's CBS game. Should, so it should be the Jim Nance Tony Romo game, which everybody's enjoying that this year. They've 
and they've done a good job. So Chiefs, great season so far. Mm-hmm. Steelers, a little bit of drama these last couple of weeks. Can the Steelers get it going against a very well-coached mm-hmm. Andy Reid and Alex Smith having a great season Chiefs team? Um, that is a that is a big-time game, and I am very excited to sit down and watch that. So while said there, I really, really, really was looking for a game other than Green Bay that I'm looking forward to. Steelers at Chiefs was very close, but I'm just not too interested in watching the Steelers as of late. Just don't seem like the team that I expected thus far. If the Vikings win tonight, then it's 4-1 and one Green Bay versus 3-2 and two Minnesota, and that is a game. That sure, certainly is a game. So I um, got the, a game for you to watch if you don't want to watch The that. game for me is Green Bay traveling to the um to Minnesota um, Sunday one p.m. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Sam, I saved some good Green Bay topics um for close to the end here. So you may recall the very first time I came on the podcast was last year's season preview show. Oh, we had the breakfast pizza and everything. That's yes. Um, the 2016 season preview. Yeah, yeah. A year, a year, a year oh, ago. Before. Yeah. I didn't even get breakfast pizza. I've been um, had. Yeah. I've been got. We should next, at least get some dinner pizza. What is this? What is this tomfoolery? <laughs> next, the, the 2018 season preview, I'll do a better job. We'll we'll do a little. We did. That was, uh, we we did a kind of a big deal last year for the season preview show. But okay, anyway. Well, I mentioned that the ability <laughs> to run is a big part of Aaron Rodgers' game. And you gave me a little bit of Cam Newton treatment. Uh-oh. You were laughing it off. And you still are laughing after Aaron's third down conversion no, run no, no, yesterday, no, no, aren't no, you? I, no, no. Okay, hold on. I've just. You didn't like those high knees? No, all right. First, you're right. I'm wrong. Um, so there, I said it. You okay? When you you said that, you said it like one of the very first things that you said. And I guess the reason I laughed is just because I don't. When I hear Aaron Rodgers, I don't think running quarterback the way. If somebody says Russell Wilson or Kaepernick or way back when Steve Young or Randall Cunningham or like, I don't think of him as running quarterback. So maybe that's why I laughed and that I shouldn't have because I think your point is well taken that when he has to use his legs to make a play, and we saw it yesterday, um, he's, it's like he's as capable as anyone. He, 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 he picks those spots. And again, if you watched any post-game stuff last night, you might have seen them talking about how he recognized, hey, these linebackers just totally F this up. And look at that sideline and he has the athletic ability to do it and he's also really smart about picking his spots so kim was right i was wrong okay he can be a running quarterback whenever he chooses <laughs> fair enough so um sticking with the aaron Rodgers conversation you wrote a long piece for the website last week that detailed the history of green bay and dallas and you said it was the nfl's best rivalry i did stand by that well that is hard to argue if you watch the last couple games between these two teams but anyway your article had a lot of history of the Packers quarterbacks you laid out the history of Bart Starr Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers but you didn't comment on which one is the best do you care to rank those three all-time great quarterbacks I do not Um, (laughs) really different eras so I'll hold on um, ranking those for the time being I'll say that and I had so much fun 
doing that research and writing the big um, article for the website about the history of the Dallas and the Green Bay rivalry. Um, so I could talk about that for a long time. I'll say this. Um, Bart Starr is somehow totally forgotten. Um, certainly younger fans don't really know about him. Um, they might know he's the MVP of the first couple Super Bowls, but I learned a lot more about that when I was researching the, the Green Bay and Dallas rivalry. So before Green Bay could win those Super Bowls, um, they had to beat Dallas both years. And the first year was that it was this incredible game where Starr threw four touchdowns to beat the Cowboys in the Cotton Bowl down in Texas. And then the second year was the more iconic one, the Ice Bowl, where he ran it in on the quarterback sneak. But listen to this. Bart Starr retired from the NFL, had a career playoff record of 9-1. and one. That's not just impressive as a win-loss record, but it's way more impressive than people realize because that was an era where a lot of the times two teams went to the playoffs. So you could have had a really good year and you're not registering a win or a loss in the playoffs because two teams went in the entire league. Mm -hmm. So um, so he had to get there all those years and then win all those games. Um, there were no wild cards or divisional rounds, that kind of stuff. So his 9-1 record, really impressive. Also, to this day, he has the highest playoff passer rating, 104.8 in NFL history. Nobody's beaten that. Aaron Rodgers is very close. Aaron Rodgers has right on the dot 100 playoff passer rating um and then most impressive even more than that bart Starr held a record for five decades he was the only man to ever quarterback five teams to league titles until last year and now brady has won uh his fifth so bart Starr and tom brady the only two quarterbacks to ever win five nfl championships so impressive um so a little um if you didn't read that on the footballpod.com you can, um, kind of a, a history of Packers-Cowboys in the 60s when the Packers uh, beat the Cowboys twice to get to the, the first couple Super Bowls. The 90s, which were just, if you're a Packers fan, uh, were just as awful as these. For the Pack, as bad as it's been for Dallas now, these past couple Aaron Rodgers games, that's how it was for Green Bay in the 90s, always losing to Dallas. So really great rivalry. You can check that on the, on the website. Um, Kim, I totally skirted around your question. Um, you know, I, I have to agree with you. Um, all three were different eras, eras. Um, so it's it's tough to rank them. It definitely the, is. The because of recency bias, which I try to not do with with sports, it's the answer is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like like Greg, if you like, and, and you're the perfect um, sample for our study because you're young but you're really educated and knowledgeable. But if we said who's the greatest Green Bay Packer quarterback in history, you would say? Probably Favre. What? Are you being serious? No. Over Rodgers? No. I'm okay. just kidding. I could never pick Favre over what he did to my Jets. But no, yeah. If I had to pick one, like I test, and which I'm a big fan of, and I, like, I don't know the stats, but like, yeah, I'm probably picking Rodgers just because, yeah, Favre may have like that that legacy status but like Rodgers just watching Rodgers and watching Favre I would take Rodgers over Favre like any day of the week they're the I think they're now at this point the two this is amazing they're the two most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen Brady I get is more accomplished but I I just think they're Michael Vick's right up there too (laughs) Um, and Steve McNair but Favre and Rodgers, I think the two most enjoyable quarterbacks I've ever watched. 
they are they are just physically i rogers is hands down not even close the most talented quarterback in the nfl right now yeah like it's it's not talent like, wise yeah. like you might you might choose brady for no 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 his, talent wise yeah but just talent wise pure talent yeah it's rogers and if you grew up watching football in the 90s i don't know if brett Favre was as was as head and shoulders the most talented above all the others like rogers is right now but Brett Favre was also playing when when he came up, Elway and Marino. I mean, there were other really talented quarterbacks. Steve Young, um, Joe Montana was was still playing when when Brett Favre first came on. Um, but I thought the same thing about Brett Favre, especially when he won the three straight MVPs. I thought this is the the most, not always the best decisions. Um, but the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, and now and now I look at the way Rodgers is now and Favre then, and I, I still, I think Rodgers may I think, maybe they're equally talented, and Rodgers makes better decisions, but they're they're different eras, mm-hmm. and even though, people people forget that Favre played in basically a couple different eras, um, it's tough. I, I have a stat of of the podcast that okay. I want to share with you. Need to get music like the Dan Patrick show. I know. Um, okay, this is really good. Because I was writing this up for the website, um, so so this team, this franchise, Kim's favorite team here, mm-hmm. with Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. So Bart Starr becomes the Packers' starting quarterback in 1959 they go on to win five nfl championships lombardi trophies all the history blah 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 so from 1959 to 71 that's 13 years that that bart Starr, first ballot hall of famer is your quarterback far for 16 years now rogers in his 10th year going back to 1959 you're gonna appreciate this because you've lived through some jets quarterbacks going back to 1959 that is 58 years of NFL history and Green Bay has had somebody named Star, Favre or Rodgers for 39 of 58 years which is just exactly about at 67%. So two out of every 3 years going back to 1959 if you're a Green Bay fan and you've been alive for all of that two thirds of the time you have a hands down not even close first ballot Hall of Fame MVP winning quarterback for your team. That is staggering. Let me see if I can name the well, Jets quarterback. Well, we can end the podcast now. <laughs> Let me see if I can see the Jets quarterbacks I've seen play. Vinny, Chad, Brooks Bollinger, Quincy Carter, Kellen Clemens, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, uh, McCown. Josh McCown, Greg McElroy. Ooh, McElroy, good one. Bryce Petty. Wow. Um, oh, uh, uh, did you mention the Penn State one yet? Uh, Pact hasn't played an NFL down yet. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't uh, had this many Gina, dates. Geno Smith might be my favorite. Okay, listen, I wanted Geno so goddamn bad throughout this the last year he was at West Virginia, and they drafted him, and I was like, what the fuck? And then... When he gets put in, I was rooting all for him, and I love Gino. I like. I think he got dealt a bad hand. Like he shouldn't. I agree. I agree. Shouldn't have played his first year, and I just have this affinity towards Jets quarterbacks. I just like I ride or die with them. Like Sanchez to the last day, I was like, this is my quarterback. I love him. 
Geno Smith, this is my quarterback. I love him. So definitely, Brian Fitzpatrick, for Christ's sake. Definitely a lot Brownie of Nick? turnover with Jets Mm-mm. quarterbacks. A lot of turnover. Eh. Th- that's why Some I, might say. So that, is the recipe for success investing in a top quarterback for your NFL team? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just. It's, you got to get one and develop them. You got to, you got to get one. You got it. You got to get it, and get them and develop them. You need, um, you need management so and coaching. It, it's, it's, it's so simple, simple in say, theory, but just so hard to pull it off. And very that's why, simple in theory. And that's why, as I read all of this Green Bay stuff, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Very impressive. Um, I'd love to end the podcast with that stat, but we're gonna have one final question. Okay. And we're gonna finish up with Monday Night Football. The Vikings go to Chicago to play the Bears. What's your pick, and should we care about the game? Ugh, it sound it sound, it doesn't it just sound like an awful game to watch. Yeah, um, I mean, mostly I care about the game just so um, I can see if I can go up um, one game on picking against the spread. I had Minnesota. Um, the spread is um, in favor of Minnesota three, so I picked Minnesota, thinking that could be an easy. Um, easy win for them to get. The the only reason to care is Chicago is starting Trubisky, and that's that's speaking of, of bad quarterbacks. Bears might be even worse off than the Jets over the years. Um, Bears are hoping they have the right quarterback now, and I guess you tune in and you watch and you see how that goes. Um, I think we all went Vikings minus three. Yep. And the line I think has jumped up to Vikings three and a half. So as far as the website goes, we picked it at three. So that's what we get it at. And we'll see if they can uh, if they can do that. I can't say I'm that excited to watch. No, but I'll turn it on when I get home and see how it's going. Yeah. So um, that ends the Cam Sam challenge for tonight. Thank you, boys, for participating. Good lots, questions. Lots Very good questions. of um, knowledge gained there. Good questions and entertaining, uh, although albeit sort of risque commentary. From yeah. The host. You guys love it. Um, it was Don't good. Don't lie. It was good. Um, okay, uh, closing note, one of, I was just talking about Bart Starr, one of Bart Starr's, you guys are going to be like, what is he talking about? One of Bart Starr's quarterbacking counterparts, Y.A. Tittle, passed away today, age 90, um, played for a few different teams, but uh, Giants quarterback from way, way back when, actually, uh, Bart Starr and Y.A. Tittle's teams played in the 1961 and 1962 NFL championship games, the Packers beat the Giants in both, um, Y.A. Tittle so uh, iconic that my grandfather, the oldest Giants fan I know, used to tell me stories about him in the 50s and 60s, um, passed away at age 90, lived an awesome full life before he was a Giants legend, played college football for LSU. Uh, very, very sad news. Such a such an ahead-of-his-time quarterback that in 1963, he threw 36 touchdown passes, single-season record that stood until Dan Marino broke it in 1984, over 20 years later. Um, so a guy that could uh, throw the ball in an era when that was not uh, done too often. So that being said, rest rest in peace to uh, an all-time Hall of Fame great. Uh, you guys check out the website, thefootballpod.com. We will have uh, Kim's sure-to-be-successful ATS picks again this week. Uh, the rest of us will try and keep up. Uh, thanks, and we will talk to you next week.